G'day Storm Drakes, AOS Coach here, and we are talking all things Stormcast, not just any Stormcast, we have the new updates to the Stormcast range. How many times can I say Stormcast in one sentence? I think I've just hit a world record, but Stormcast have got an update in this Dawnbringer Crusade, oh no, Dawnbringer, uh, the Long Hunt is what it's called actually. And uh, they've got some really interesting rules and a completely different archetype that you can build around. And I'm excited to introduce my guest, um, Roma Tor, the mother of dragons. You probably know her from the Dudes of Sigma podcast. And if you don't, you're missing out. I highly recommend you go subscribe to the Dudes of, Pod uh, Dudes of Sigma podcast. I will put in the, the link in the episode description. Um, Roma is here to talk Stormcast and we will have a very dragon skew, but we will try to update and kind of revisit Stormcast in General's Handbook 2023, but it is a massive book. So without trying to be here for 10 years, because I've got to go to work, <laughs> you've got kids to look after, um, we're going to revisit Stormcast as well. And um, Roma recently went four and one at the Northern Waste GT. So in a second, I'll get you to introduce yourself. But if you are thinking about picking up the um, the either the book or your the box or whatever it might be, um, shout out to um, Element Games and Warpfire Minis, who are my affiliate sponsors, who will give me a little bit of cash under the table. But more importantly, it goes to support the channel and um, grow it. And who knows, maybe I'll be full time one day. You never know. But uh, Games Workshop also did send me the book in advance. So that's why we can bring this content to you in advance. Roma, for anyone who hasn't listened to uh, the Dudes of Sigma just yet, uh, or they might not have caught you actually on the Party at the All Points podcast, which you were recently on as well. Um, you're doing, doing the rounds at the moment. It's like a, a political Sigma <laughs> kind of tour of the creators. It is. It's very exciting. So, Do you want to, who are you and how'd you get into Stormcast? So, as you know, my name is Roma Tour, and I'm so honored to be on this pod, um, this, your recording channel. So, thank you so much, AOS Coach. <laughs> um, so, I've been playing for just under a year, and I started last year when I saw Andrasta. Like, I just fell in love with the model and thought, oh, wow, I'd love to have this model. And my husband, Damon, has been playing for 20 years. So, he's been playing. I've been buying him models and units and armies for years and never interested at all to play. And then when I saw Andrasta, I was quite interested and our friends, we were all going to LVO this last, this year. And our friends, Robin, she was going to play. And I thought, you know what, I should play as well, but it was really hard getting started. So I started last October, actually probably October 31st. So it's almost a year and fell in love with it. I have to say it was very difficult to learn because when you're just starting out new, there's a lot of layers of learning. Like I didn't even know what a D3 was, a D3 dice. That's how I started. And then I joined the uh, the league, the Northern Waste League, or the uh, Everwinter Nights League. And I won my first game and I was so excited. Then we went to LVO and I won again. I won a game. And then I've just been playing and learning and my lists have been evolving. And let's just say the list I started with is not what I'm playing now. And it's just been a great journey. And then we had our tournament in August and then I went four and one with and I love it. And I love Stormcast. I'm like Stormcast Eternals for life. <laughs> 
So. It's it's been fun because I actually got to meet you at LVO this yes. year, and since then I always see you pop up on the Stormcast Facebook group, and, and it's yes. always something to do with dragons. I know you're passionate about Crondus. Uh, you, yes. you've always run dragons in some variety, so partially why uh, I reached out to you, but also you know your four one is great, considering where Stormcast currently is in the meta and. They're, they're doing okay. They're, they're not the best. They're not the worst. And one of those driving factors is definitely the fact that their battle tactics and some of their choices are so bad. Like, yes. they're not very good. And right now, there's not a lot of easy battle tactics compared to previous seasons. And being the starter army that Stormcast is, it does uh, generally attract people who are less experienced, who bring the kind of the, the win rate down a little bit, but it's still a great faction. And there's been a whole bunch of things we'll talk about in a second. Okay. But you've gotten some discounts. You are spending cash. I am. And I love dragons. And you're right. I have a dragon. I've had dragons in my list ever since the beginning. So started with Storm Drake, Guard, got into love Krondus, love Karazai. I just, I love dragons. Speaking of dragons, it's a sweet model. So this is our new. Oh, uh, I can't uh, wait. Uh, comes up really quickly and uh, didn't wasn't too too challenging. Um, very very actually very easy. I, it's not glued together properly, so I can build them and paint the the models individually. But um, it's it's a fun model. It's a really fun model actually. I can't wait until mine arrives. <laughs> So talk to me about Stormcast in this season. So how are you feeling now? We're, you know, we're month four, month five into the General's Handbook. How are you feeling at the moment as Stormcast can compete? Do they have the tools and the resources? Are they competing well with this Galatian, Galatian, Antorian Locust but, uh, uh, um, meta and, you know, Primal Dice and Corn and, and all of these things happen? How do you feel about them right now? I think that um, the battle tactics have gotten a lot easier to get and they're more achievable. And that's what I've experienced from with the new General's Handbook. And I don't really have problems achieving my, my battle tactics. And the Grand Strat with the um, spellcasting savant is amazing, especially when you have you know, characters that can ride the winds etheric and you can bop around on the board and Yes, it's just been amazing. I haven't had to use a book battle tactic in quite a while. Thank you for clarifying that because like two minutes ago, I said battle tactics were hard. You just said it was easy. What I was referring to was the Stormcast uh, battle oh. tactic. That's what I was referring to. And okay. When They're not easy. Playing, because like when, you, when you're at a tournament and, you know, you're in a really good matchup and, you know, you're, you're in the arm wrestle sometimes some factions have a really easy battle tactic like daughters of Cain. i literally just record as like charge three units you're yeah. like i can do that but if you don't have a set of really good ba uh, battle tactics from your book you've really got to play the general's handbook really well and there are some good battle tactics in the ghb but one of the things that stormcast definitely struggle with is quality battle tactics within the book and i can't wait for it to be updated I agree with you. The book battle tactics are probably the least achievable. There's only one that I can usually get in there, and that's when um, Dracon units can kill 
10 models, which um, I forget what that one's called, but that's the only one I can usually get. And I am always jealous when I'm playing against an army and they can do all these battle tactics from their book. And I'm thinking, well, we we don't have very good battle tactics in Stormcast. We need those updated. Which kind of leads to the fact that when you're thinking about Stormcast this year, you've really got to be thinking about, oh, probably every year actually, how do you make the most of the General's Handbook uh, battle tactics? And how does your list kind of have to change? And it's interesting because there's some really good units that probably haven't seen play for a while. I know it's in one or two of your lists. Um, The Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, great choice for this season. Hasn't been that popular in the past, but it's good again. Yes. And I take two of them now. So it just helped, they helped me achieve my battle tactics from the general's handbook. And, and I also like that um, secure the battlefield, the new battle right. tactic, but you're going to get to that. I think we will get to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. Do, you, okay. do you have any other favorite units for the current season um, that's helped you either score your grand strategy, your battle tactics, uh, given the battle plans right now and how, Um, they're probably a little bit more spread out than, you know, the little cluster fights and and scrums in the middle of the past. I love my evocators on Celestial Dracolines. They are my hard-hitting unit, and they're reinforced, so I have six of them, and I absolutely love them. And, yeah, and I keep them in the Celestial Realm and bring them down turn two or three, and, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Speaking of other things that have happened to us, and um, after this, we will get into the new units. I swear, folks, there's a structure here. But Stormcast have had a couple of updates, and probably the one that was most attractive to me was the points discount. Look at Annihilators with Shields, 150 points. Um, Your Annihilators with Grand Hammers, 200 points. Your Liberators are down to 100 your Lord Relictors down to 130, Sequiturs 110, um, Chariots 150, Vindicators 110, discounts across the board. Has these points changes uh, made these more attractive? Have they given you more points to play with? Or are they like, uh, they're good, but they're not hitting me where I really need those points discounts? These points did actually really help my list because I run two units of sequiturs as my battle line and dropping 10 points each allowed me to bring in a second griff charger with the points and the chariot. I always, I take the chariot as well and dropping 10 points allowed me to do that. Otherwise I would have had to take vindicators, um, sorry, liberators, the hundred point unit, but yes, that did help me. And I'm always looking for the points drops. (laughs) I, I always run Vindicators, and I know this is a discussion, Liberators versus Vindicators, and I just like the sta- the safe stacking potential with the Vindicators, especially if you drop them on a piece of cover. Mm-hmm. 110 points, great value in my opinion. Yes. Uh, the yep. Lord Imperitant going down, I think because the Arcane Tome tax that it kind of used to be really powerful and they kind of changed Arcane Tome a little bit has brought the Lord Imperitant down. Yes. And the Annihilators. The Annihilators are like, would, would I take Annihilators at 150? 
I mean, they're good now. They're good. And if you want to do like the banner, the the Lord Vexilla bomb mm. with the um, the annihilators, it's just giving you even more more gas. Yep. But, I would consider. I'd consider using the annihilators again. I did start with them in my first original list, but they were very expensive. And if they didn't get the charge, they just didn't do as much as I wanted them to do. So now I would consider them with the point drop. Yeah, even like if you drop it down, do the mortal wounds when it drops down, hit the charge mortal mm -hmm. wounds. Um, could be a great way to start kind of getting out some of those um, those those wizards that are hiding because of Lookout Sir as well. Yes. Any other changes that have kind of impacted you at all um, this particular season? The look uh, the uh, what's it called? Um, coherency changes as well um, have made reinforcing annihilators a little bit easier because if mm -hmm. you you know like I I always run those threes but. I know some people like to run the annihilators with six grand hammers, but coherency always made it hard to kind of get the most value out of six. The coherency helped me with my drac lines because there's six of them, and now I can get them all coherent and get majority most of the time I can get them all fighting. So that's been great. It's a good call, actually, because you're right. Your kitty cats are in units of three, so they'll benefit as well. Yes. Mm. I do yeah. like that storm. I do like that chariot at 150 points. I just wish it had the uh, elite keyword. That's all I want. I, let it issue its own commands. That's all I need yes. to do. Yes, that would make it even more perfect. I love the chariot. It's big, or it takes up enough space to block um, objectives and. You know the mortal wounds and minus one to hit when it charges and it's got 12 wounds so it can usually survive chuck a chuck a mystic shield on it issue yes. all that defense um yes. you if you play hammers of sigma six up ward on an objective like you can tie up a lot of the board with a chariot um yep it's, it's good value it's good value yeah i found it was good value yep not auto include but definitely good value so in the book, in the Long Hunt, there are two new units for us in Stormcast, one being Neve's Black Talons. Now, I will call out here that there's essentially two versions of this. Um, one version is the Army of the Regiment of Renown. So you cannot get the Regiment of Renown. So ignore the top left rules. So it doesn't come natively with a six-up ward. So ignore that. Uh, it's for everyone else outside of everyone else who's not Stormcast. But what you are going to be able to do is you are able gonna, to be able to take the um, the Neve Black Talon and Friends, the the, the talons, and you get three unit three uh, units. So you've got the the Neve Black Talon, you've got Needs Companions, and you've got Lori. Lori. Did you have any thoughts or did you check out this war scroll and what are you thinking? Like, I know when I've been talking to people, I think my best description is this is the baby of Alariel and the Celestine Prime. People seem to be really excited about Neves and what it can possibly bring to the table for 300 points. Neve is amazing. I love Neve. Um, I liked her even before this Regiment of Renown and this... Um, the regiment that she had that she's in now um she can ride the winds etheric run and shoot and now with her new war scroll oh my goodness i would be putting her in to go and kill the you know the low wound wizards and heroes and 
yeah, I'm so excited to use her. That justice of Azir, I'm looking at that that rule. So add one to damage characteristic of units, whirlwind attacks for attacks that target an enemy hero. So she has seven attacks, hits on twos, wounds on th threes, rain yeah. two for two damage. That's bonkers. You, yes. You, you do a finest hour and get that to twos and twos, and yep. that's just a murder blender. Yep, exactly. I was just looking at that, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that she's amazing like that is bonkers and even if you're hitting um with her um when she's her shooting weapon that uh if you're hitting a hero like that's amazing is there any other particular part in this uh war scroll that you really like i mean there's the uh, crossbow shot that has a ren minus three for three damage you've got the warhammer which is a ren minus two for two damage the um the the wizard Lorai um, has a ward of five up, an interesting spell, so it's casting value of six. Um, until the at the start of your your next hero phase, shooting attacks that target friendly black talons units within six inches. Um, uh, only score hits with an unmodified six to hit. There's a lot of cool rules on this. There's a lot of cool rules, and I really love the ward save because now with a lot of armies, they have a lot of mortal wounds and having a ward save is such a huge, huge deal. You've obviously got the, as you mentioned, the wind rider ability. The um, the other one, as you, I think you might've mentioned as well, is that Neve can run and still shoot and or charge. So she can actually do all three. She, yeah. you know, the, the, the speed that she has, and maybe you don't want to use the wind rider ability, just absolutely get in, run, yep. shoot, then charge and with such a small base you could probably get her, she doesn't fly but you get her around anywhere on the board you can she's so amazing i'm so excited to use her <laughs> it's uh, the one i was talking about earlier was the typhoon crossbow the headshot so she could do that um, when she's shooting a hero an enemy hero and that's huge like minus three rend and three damage hitting on twos that's amazing yeah, the points that you're paying for this, the 300 points, um, very, very generous. Like, yes, sorry, I wouldn't say generous because that, that refers to it could be auto include. It's not auto include, but you get a wizard, you get a great hero, um, a three up save, six wounds, speed eight. So speed yep. eight. Uh, some good stuff in here. Would I Would I take her? Possibly, I guess, where does 300 points come from is, I guess, the question that I have. Yeah, with my list that I have, I have my basic must-haves. So I've got my battle line that I always have. I've got my evocators on drag lines, and then I've got my griff charges, and I have about 700 points I can play around with. And that's where I bring in Ionis, and then I bring in, I could bring in Neve, and... Um, you know, I bring in Karazine, the Chariot. So I just kind of play around with that. I bring in Celestine Prime and maybe Retributors. Like I just kind of play around with that number of points. And that's where I have the most fun. Yeah. Do I like this War Scroll? Yes. Would I take her in my list? Question mark. Question mark. I don't know if I would. Just because where does 300 points come from? Mm -hmm. Am I dropping a prime? Am I dropping dragons? Am I dropping fulminators? Like, where does 300 points come from? And Stormcast is expensive. 
there's a lot yep. of, of unit choices and they are yeah. very expensive when i look at other armies and i see what they can get for their points <laughs> i always think oh my goodness i can't wait until we get another points drop <laughs> all right so to summarize interesting war scroll got some really good damage output interesting abilities not an auto include correct i just have a question though do you think that other armies would take them in like ally them in as a regiment of renown like cities of sigmar or i guess it depends on what you need like do you like because if i'm taking this unit right so every army has some combaty type stuff right so mm -hmm. well most people do for me where the value comes from outside of stormcast is probably the wind rider ability and what neve is doing so right. you know having having the wizard cast the spell um creates a nice little bubble where they're advancing up the board you know really mitigating the amount of damage that's being shot at them um you've obviously got the five up ward on the wizard um the companions can bounce wounds off to the hero on a two plus so neve's getting up the board um with very little damage probably hit on her um if any then she gets into combat she can run sh uh, shoot charge um interesting shooting attack the companions have a better shooting attack the whirlwind attack the whirlwind axes are just like basically you're trying to trade up and really new to your opponent with those whirlwind axes that's how i see this outside of stormcast mm -hmm. okay do you agree or what, what are your thoughts? I agree. I guess I just, I don't take allies because Stormcast has such a huge list of war scrolls, but I know that other armies, their war scrolls aren't quite as large. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what, what someone needs because you're right, Seraphon has so much magic and there's so many other armies that don't quite need everything that this Regiment of Renown offers. So I, I can't fire, wait to maybe, see what happens. Maybe fire slayers, maybe like, like who, yeah. who needs these rules, I guess, like who needs speed? Yes. Fire slayers is a slow army. Um, maybe, maybe IDK given, given, you know, some of the rules around, you know, having to shoot the closest targets and yada, yada, yada. Right. Maybe there's some stuff in IDK that, that this could work. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, it, look, it's, it seems a bit techy. It's um, it's a bit of a cruise missile. It's 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 not an auto include, basically. All right, but what what we're here to talk about is our new friend, our dragon priest. <sighs> yes. Boy, oh boy, is there a lot going on here? Um, so to to give you an idea, this unit is four hundred points. It is going to take up a leader and a behemoth slot. Sixteen wounds, three up save. Starts at a movement of fourteen. Uh, it's a double priest, which is really great. Uh, it can be obviously included in the new army of renown that we'll talk about in a minute, or in any stormcast um, army. Also, at 400 points, it also means that it can be an ally in anyone who can ally into Stormcast. Um, the one that I'm probably thinking about first and foremost is Cities of Sigma and the Lethus City, who gets a special prayer for priests. 
and there are no very good priests that you can bring into cities, now we have one. So, Roma, I'm going to let you talk about some of the things on this war scroll that really stand out to you as valuable or, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Well, what I really like about um, Ionis is, well, I love that he has 16 wounds, he's 400 points, three up save, all those points that you mentioned. But I really do like how he can soulborn um, units so that when they're healing, they would just not be soulborn burned they would so that kind of gives you an extra turn for when your heroes or your monsters can heal so i love that um i love that you could have an auto prayer like i sometimes i'll take a night relictor for example and if i don't roll a three i don't get to translocate but with this there's a guarantee that at least one of your prayers if you choose one it will it's an auto cast i love that and i love that you know enemy units can't receive the rallying and inspiring presence commands while they're 12 inches of this unit that's and a big bubble that's, that's a really that's big a big bubble. bubble and it's interesting because I know that one of our friends plays Fire Slayers and he's always trying to keep Holy within 12. And it's always tricky because you need to make sure that you need to stay in. So I thought, you know, I need to try this with Andrasta, Soul Sworn and Retributors. And it's actually a big bubble. Like I thought it was going to be difficult to keep them within 12 inches, but it's a big bubble. So I love that. And I love, I just love everything about the model. I think it's a beautiful model. <laughs> And I love that um, it still has the subtract one from the attacks characteristic, similar to Karazine Krondis. So I like that. And one of the things I really love about the Skywing is that you can make Krondis and Karazai battle line. Like that's very exciting. All right, pause there because that's that's armies of renown. That's oh. That's, okay. That's 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 not this. So, um, in the armies of renown, you can unlock Krondus and Karazai's battle line. So, spoiler okay. alert. No, no, just 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 in case someone takes that and goes, oh, if I take this in my hammers of Sigma oh, yeah. no. tra traditional army, I now get Karazai. No, no, that doesn't work. No, no. that's in what, that. What? Yeah. So oh, yeah. with with my list, I would just I would take Ionis as. You know, I'd replace him with Karazai because I have a certain number of units that I keep in my list, but I would swap out Karazai and the Chariot to bring in Ionis and maybe the Soul Sworn. What you're getting here is you're getting a, um, a priest. Yes. You're getting something that has a good shooting attack. Nine attacks, three threes, ren two for one damage. Um, Roma was alluding to a rule called the uh, Spirit Scourge Flames, where basically each time a friendly wound is um, is allocated to an enemy off the back of the shooting attack, it's soul burned. And basically there's some little little rules similar to like how Nurgle disease points work, where basically at the end you, you, you take some damage. So a roller dice, if it's equal or less than the number of current battle rounds, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. And if they want to use a heal, they could choose to be unsoul burned instead. So um, they'll be, you'll be able to like do some mortal wounds along the way if people aren't healing. So that's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, that's very nice. I like that. Um, as you mentioned, the, the double prayer, which is fantastic. Um, being unique as well. So uh, Ionis is unique. He will be able to unlock your uh, traditional Stormcast prayers. So Divine Light, Translocate and Blessed Weapons, which is fantastic. Yes. Um, and his own War Scroll prayer, the Lightning Tempest, um, is, is solid as well. So you, what you're getting is an ultimate utility piece here. You good are. shooting, good combat, good movement, yes. uh, good, like it's good, good in almost everything. It is, absolutely. And even the ability to banish an incarnate and invocation is amazing. Those, yeah, yeah invocations can be very annoying. <laughs> As you mentioned, the uh, stopping rally, stopping inspiring presence within 12 is fantastic. Yes. Um, what what else? The There's Ren minus three fang attacks. Uh, you've got five attacks from the claws that are threes, threes. The profile is very consistent. Threes, threes. Yep you know, mostly Ren 2 or Ren 3 in some cases. And you have a, you can do a lot of damage. And even with the, like, I love the Spirit Scouring Flame because when you have Krondus and Karazai and you, you know, on a one, you get one mortal wound, two, three, four, five, and you can do D3 or D6. But with this, you have nine attacks and there's a high probability that you're going to do some damage with the minus two rent. That's pretty good. So thinking about INS in a traditional Stormcast and so not Armies of Renown, just normally, mm -hmm. do you think there are particular list builds or archetypes or um, units that would, would synergize quite nicely with INS? Like how do you envision this actually being added into an army list? I would envision INS with Stormdrake because it can Stormdrake can take the wounds. Um, for INS, but I would just that, oh, that's that's, that's is that that's just in the renowned? That's, that's just obviously renowned. That's okay. Obviously renowned. Okay. okay, so with my synergies, I actually honestly, coach, think he can work with a lot of units. I would put him in any of my lists and it he would work. Like, I would put him if I put him in with another dragon, that would be great. If he was my dragon and priest. I would use just him on his own, but I think he'd work well with the Griff Chargers. I think it's, he's got his own synergy. He's got all his own, his War Scroll is amazing. He's, he can be on his own. I don't think you necessarily need him, especially when I play Hammers to Sigmar, Hammers of Sigmar, that um, I need to have other units. But you know, when I start playing with him, I'll have to figure that out as well, because I find that when I read a war scroll, it, it looks amazing. And when I start playing, it's going to be a little bit different. And then you just, you figure out what works well together. But for now, I think he would work very well with my current list. When I, when I look at Inus, I think about he's good, but he's not great. When he goes one-on-one -on -one into um, a big combat, like let's say it's a, uh, a more Crusher, right? Let's say it's a more Crusher or a Terrorgeist or some really big combat threat, I think he loses. He doesn't have oh. a ward. Yeah. He, his damage is good, but it's not incredible. There's no mortal wounds coming out mm -hmm. of this model. So if I'm taking Ionis, it either needs to be supported by dragons or Forminators or something else. 
Oh, sorry, or, I miss. I misunderstood no, no, what you said. <laughs> no, no, that, that's that's what I, I'm trying to think of. Like, how do I build around this? And yes. maybe if I don't ha if I don't have formanators or if I don't have um, dragons to complement Inus, maybe I've got long strikes or judicators who are chipping away, reducing the uh, the monster threat or the, mm -hmm. the critical unit threat. And then Inus goes in and finishes the kill um, because I don't think he trades up and kills that big, bad, buffed threat. That's, his, his profile is just not there. Right. I actually don't even send my... Um, like, I wouldn't put Karazai in a battle against some big monsters. Um, I usually will have my, my Fulminators with Karazai and the Chariot. Those are the three I use as a combination. And, oh my gosh, it's amazing because the chariot goes in, does the mortal wounds on impact. And then I have my fulminators charging in and then Karazai. And they can, the three of them can really finish off a high wound here or monster. But with Ionis, I would, sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't have that in that. Yes, I would be, I wouldn't be putting him in alone on his own. I would be sending you know, in combination, I'd have Fulminators and even a couple of units of Sequiturs or my Soul Sworn. Um, yes, I would. Or buddy up with Karazai. Yeah. I mean, like, there's obviously a lot of builds, right? You know, you could yes. have the, you could have the Vexilor Bomb who drop a couple of little nukes before Ionis moves up the table. Or yep. you drop down some Judicators or Vigilers or Long Strikes and you chip away at things as it advance up the board. Yeah. I guess I guess what I'm calling out here is that Ionis is not a terror geist. It's not a vampire lord on zombie dragon. It's not. Uh, it, 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 it's good. It's good, but he's more of a utility piece. Uh, yes. Strong, strong utility. Yes. But it's a good profile. Yep. Really good profile. Is it auto include? Is it something that you would include in every single list? I think for his point value, and I compare him to Krondus and Karazai, there's a higher probability that I can take him and put in something else as well. So I would have a list with Ionis in it. Would I have him in every single list? I don't know, but I, I'd like him in at least one of my lists to try out. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's auto-include. I think people will play with the new toy but it, it is a 400 points is a fair investment. And what are you trading out is the key. Exactly. Yes. And he's still less costly for the points than Krondus and Karazai, although they have higher wounds and they have the calamitous tail, but the 400 points to me, um, yes, you really do have to think if that's, if that's the model that you want or the unit that you want. But he's still cheaper yeah. than the other two. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely there. And, you know, obviously, you know, Karazai is much more of a killy thing. Mm -hmm. Krondus has some really good magical dominance. So yeah. they all bring a different thing to the party. Do you think there is any particular storm host where Ionis um, could work really well? Like, would you, if you wanted to build around Ionis, what, what storm host would you use? Since he doesn't have a ward save, I would, I would do Hammers of Sigmar because then at least he would have a six up ward save. And 
and that's especially with how many mortals you can take because i know that if i've ever whenever i play and i don't have my dragons or my units not wholly within 12 inches of an objective with the mortals that get handed out now with merciless blizzard and everything that you have out there right now it's you can take out a dragon <laughs> yeah i would tend to agree actually because um at first glance i'm like oh astral templars would work really well but if i think about how i would use uh Ionis, i really want to make the most of shutting down inspiring presence and rally Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to get into where I can cause maximum attrition when it comes to like hordes or yep. uh, low 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 bravery type units and astral templars doesn't complement me there. But then if I find myself into combat, I can't be roared. I can't be. So it means I guess I can can save stack to two ups. But mm -hmm. I probably tend to agree with you. I probably prefer the six up ward from hammers personally. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I would use. Yeah, I mean, there's some other interesting rules, but I think get to me for 400 points. I want to keep this on the table as long as possible. Yep, exactly. Anything else about our friend Inus? Um, no, I I'm just can't wait till he arrives and Damon puts them together for me, and I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, you've you've already tried to ruin Christmas a few times by referring to some of the rules. So. We're gonna we're gonna cut there. If you want to play Ionis, Ionis can be in any army. This is a new set of rules called the Draconith the Dr Dr Draconith Skywing. Um, now this is an army of renowned. An army of renowned is a different type of build in Stormcast. So you'll notice that there is some restrictions here. So you'll see at the top here that if you take this particular army of renowned every unit has to be a stormcast eternal unit so no allies and it also must have the draco draconith keyword sorry it's early morning for me i'm already losing my voice so it means that you you can't take anything that doesn't have that particular keyword so you couldn't do a star drake you couldn't do formanators you couldn't do long strikes you couldn't bring yourself a uh, lord imperitant literally it is giving you Inus. Krondus, Karazai, Stormdrake Guard, the end. The other thing that you need to know about with an Army of Renowned is that you can't take your Stormcast enhancements. So no Command Trait, no Artifact, no Spells. You, everything that you're going to use must be self-contained in these set of rules. So there's two, two pages here. So there is a Command Trait for you. There is Artifacts. So it's not like you've lost them completely. It's just that you couldn't use your traditional translocate and you know all of the other things that you would normally pick mm -hmm. roma are you ready to unpack this for me yes <laughs> all right so we know that it's very restrictive and it's dragon focused mm -hmm. storm drake guard krondas karazai Inus. so the first rule that we get is that krondas karazai and storm drake guard that have two models can be battle line battlefield roles what does that what does that mean what that means is amazing because now i can use all three of them i can use krondas karazai and ionis in enlist because they're krondas and karazai can be battle line so what i would do is um, put those two in his battle line add a storm drake guard and then ionis would be your hero and then you can add in a single storm drake guard so it's just amazing otherwise you wouldn't be able to use all of them together 
and that is very exciting. Your Stormdrake Guard uh, traditionally only unlocked when you have a Lord, Lord Draconis, Knight Draconis, so, um, or a Star Drake. So yep. without without that, you would be able to uh, make Stormdrake Guard battle line. So that's yep. a, a great option. And Stormdrake Guard are expensive. So it does mean that if you were going to take a Krondus or a Karazai, that's one of your battle line roles yep. filled as opposed to being forced to take three units of Storm Drake Guard if you, did, exactly. if you didn't want to. Yep, exactly. Because then the you other... would only get one big dragon and then three Storm Drake Guard is your battle line. Yes, yep, correct. The other call out as well is that you can't take a single Storm Drake Guard and make it battle line. It has to be two models two. or more. So yep. you can still take the single Storm Drake Guard it just means that you can't be battle line, so you can't get around that. Yep, correct. Cool. So one of the rules that uh, Roma was alluding to, um, we can finally talk about it, is the uh, Draconoth... Uh, uh, I'm struggling with words this morning already. <laughs> um, so you've got the Guardians rule where if a friendly Ionis Cryptborn is within three inches of a Stormdrake Guard unit, before you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to that hero, or instead of making a ward roll for that that hero, uh, on a four plus, you basically bodyguard it and you um, allocate to the dragon instead of Ionis. You know what I really like about that is that the Stormdrake Guard and Ionis both have a similar move. When you think about Praetors with Karazai or Krondus, the Praetors can't move as far. So this is actually really good matchup with taking the wounds. I love it. You're right, actually, because when I was running around with Karazai, no, Krondus, 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 Wizard Dragon, I was playing around with, with Krondus a lot. And the problem I found was how do I keep the ward up? I could run Praetors and then I'm trying to just run them up the board and, and not move to my full potential. Yeah, I could swap to um, uh, bring down Gardas um, in a different sub faction, mm -hmm. and then I'm translocating Gardas all around the board, trying to yeah. keep them bubbled. <laughs> right. Or I just accept there's no ward. This is good. Yes, this is really good. I'm happy about that. I was even thinking like you could just take a single Stormbreak Guard and act as the bodyguard to Ida. So yes. not use a unit of two, just have one. Yep. I think one would be great. And yeah, nine wounds. That's pretty good. Nine wounds, bodyguarding. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Yep. You've got, go on. Because one Stormdrake guard, I, I had one in a list before and it doesn't do a lot. So I'd want the lonely one Stormdrake guard to be right beside Ionis. So that would actually work very well together. They'd work well together. Plus the single Stormdrake guard, if you put a lance on it, for example, could be the difference between if Ionis did get into a fight with that Morecrusher terror guys, yep. really, it could be the difference between the mortal wound dragon breath and all of the attacks. Those two combined probably are enough to take down that big bad threat. Yep, exactly. Exemplars of Fury at the start of the, the, the combat phase, if there are two or more friendly Draconoth Skywing units within six inches of a friendly hero, add one to the attack characteristics of melee weapons used by that hero's mount until the end of the phase. 
that is excellent. Why? Because you get an extra attack. And if you have Kron, or sorry, I was going to say Krondus. If you have Ionis and your Stormdrake Guard together, it's, yeah, that's going to be very helpful, that extra attack. And when you look at their melee weapons. Everyone knows that the, the Draconic Fangs and Talons is where the damage comes from. Yeah. Four attacks, threes, threes, round yeah. two for two damage. Make that five attacks each. Yes. Whoa, yep. whoa, whoa. Yep. And the best thing as well is, um, and one of the things that I mostly enjoy is that the fangs, regardless if I charge or I didn't charge, they're always a consistent profile. I love yes. the lance. I love the lance, but the dragon, the dragon just being consistent is so, so helpful. It is so helpful. I've been in situations where, like with the Fulminators, when they're uh, when they charge and there's a three damage, but then you end up in combat and then you don't have that, and you're not going to always be able to pull away, retreat, and then charge again. So, I like that it's consistent. Cool. So plus one attack uh, if uh, there are two or more friendly Draconic Skywing units within sixes of a friendly hero. So hero being Krondus, Karazai, yeah. and or the Ionis, the Ionis, so that's neat. Um, we can also take the Lord, Lord, the Lord Draconis. We can take him as well, right? But we don't really want him. He's not very no, useful. no, this is more exciting. <laughs> the Knight Draconis, sorry, like Knight the, Draconis, yeah, yeah, he's not very good. Oh, he's all right, I guess. Yeah, he, yeah, he's okay. I would, I just would just take him because of the points if you're trying to make an all dragons list. But if you have the option to take Krondus, Karazai, and Ionis, then that's definitely what I would take. He's cheaper and it's a single threat and um, it does bring some value. I just found that the storm, actually I was going to say something, I was going to say the Stormcast artifacts kind of nerfed him a little bit with the mount traits, but, mm -hmm. in, but in this particular army of renown, you can't access that anyway, so it doesn't matter. So I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because I can't use matter. it in this, in this build. I can't use it. Yeah. The Storm Drake champions for each Draconis Skywing hero. You can include Nirami. You can include one Storm Drake guard unit that has one model. That Storm Drake guard unit cannot have battle lights. We already referred to that. Yes. Basically, for every hero, we can get a singular yeah. dragon. Perfect. Would you would you include more than one? I would only include one because then so if you make Krondus and Karazai your battle line then you're only going to have one hero and that's going to be Ionis so you'd only be able to include one and if you pull them out of battle line then you can't take all three like you can't take Karazai, Krondus and Ionis so I would just take the one and put that one as Ionis's bodyguard and then keep Krondus, Karazai and one more unit of Stormdrake Guard. I think the challenge as well as points. Like, how do you fulfill your battle line options? I know. And yes. then have some singles. Like, you just don't have the point. At 2,000 points, you just don't have the points. You don't to, have the points. have more than one. Yep. They're, and they cost a lot. Like, Krondus and Karazai, that's 1,050 points. And that's expensive. So, yeah. and then Stormdrake Guard, they're pretty expensive. Like, 340 for the two. That's, that's a lot of points. 
Yeah, yeah, well, and then when you quantify that by two or even three, if there's no yes. promise of Karazai, most of your points disappears pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. Two other rules, and then we've got some artifacts, command traits, uh, grand strategies, yada yada yada. Uh, you have a monstrous, you have two monstrous rampages as well as a heroic action. So the heroic action at the start of your hero phase you know the rule has to be issued by a, a draconic skywing hero instead of the regulars like you know um, heroic willpower heroic blah 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 um, pick one friendly draconic skywing hero and roll a dice on a two plus until the end of that turn enemy units within three inches of that hero cannot receive the inspiring presence command thoughts um I think that would be great and it's on a two up. So that's, that feels more doable than a three up. <laughs> uh, do you need it though? Because Inus already shuts off inspiring presence. Uh, doesn't Krondus and Karazai already have a terror on their profile or am I making that up? No, they don't, but oh. I don't. This heroic action, quite honestly, didn't get me very excited. It was like, okay, that's fine. But yeah, Ionis already has that um, within 12 inches. You can't, it'll shut that down anyways. So yeah, For me, I'm, I'm not you, quite you, sure about this one. You're using it on Krondus or Karazai or your, your Nitroconus. I think if I'm spending this many points on Chronos of Karazai, though, I'm using heroic willpower. Uh, willpower. I'm healing. I'm healing every day. I'm he week. Yes. Yep. That's my heroic action because yeah. if I don't have a wall or uh, I, I can't heal, I'm healing. You're right. <laughs> that's what I'm always doing. Like this seems nice, but I, I wouldn't use it. No. But when Chronos and Karazai are battle line, then the only it would just be INS that you would be wanting to heal. Yeah. I would just use my healing. I don't know if I would do this one. as my heroic action. They've still got the hero keywords. So you can still use, you can still use this on them, even if they are conditional battle line. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause Gargans can do the same thing. You can use a mega Gargan as a um, battle line and be your, you have a four, a four mega army. Uh, and it still allows them to to do heroic action. So, Krondus Karazai can can still do this still even do if this. they were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I guess I would do it if I didn't have to heal them. Yeah. So if, okay. So if they're unwounded, if they're uh, unwounded and everything's looking, and I don't need to do anything else, then I would pick choose this. I'd probably choose this over rolling a command point because there's many times when I never, I can't roll a four. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair, that's a fair call. So I guess it depends yeah. on your options. It is a two yeah. plus, so it's pretty guaranteed. Yeah. If you know that you're going in for a charge and you're going yes. into a, something that you want to just like remove off the board, do yeah. this. Yes. Healing would be always prioritized for me. Yeah. Healing's always prioritized for me as well. The Storm Unleashed um, allows you to have two um, additional monstrous rampages, so you still get your normal raw stomp, yada, yada. Um, 
First one being stunned, so pick one enemy unit within three inches of this unit and roll the dice. On a three plus, subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by that unit in the following combat phase. The other being impact tremors, so pick one enemy unit within three inches of this unit, roll the dice. On a three plus, in the following combat phase, models in that unit can only move up to one inches when they pile in instead of three. So two new ones plus Titanic Jewel, Raw Stomp, Smash to Rubble. Do you like any of them? Yes, <laughs> I do. Impact Tremors, I love. That one inch pile-in versus three inches, you can prevent units from piling in and getting on an objective. You can, you know, now you, your hordes aren't all going to be able to pile in. Um, I just, I love that. I would definitely use that one. Piling is such a huge deal. Especially when you're running Krondus or Karazite, that yeah. massive base allows for a lot of attacks. Yes. And that vo that volume of attacks is what will bring down Krondus or Karazite. So reducing yep. how many can get in, mm -hmm. you charge onto the flank of an enemy unit, do your maximum damage and yep. minimum, minimum piling in return. Exactly. And sometimes with the big base like that, you're clipping m multiple units too. And now they all can't pile in all around you. So yes, that's, I love that. That's definitely what? wonder. Stun is really good as well because, um, you know, plus subtract one from wound rolls. That's great. Now that you have horror frost and people are, um, you know, you have, when you're wounding on twos, that's, yeah. I know that when other armies do that against me, it's like, oh no, now I have to wound on like threes or fours. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So that one's really good as well. Yeah, most armies don't have the ability to get a plus one to wound. So being able to reduce their wound characteristic by, by one um, is in very, very powerful. And the most common way to kind of mitigate this is finest hour, and that's already passed. So by the time we get to the monstrous rampages, you can't do that. So uh, I really like this one, especially if you've got a unit that can do high damage or mortal wounds, mm -hmm. and we can reduce the amount of damage coming in. Yep. Um, stun is great. So that's where you have your options. So depending on what you're doing, what situation, you know, what you're fighting against, what, how many units, if there's, you know, hordes or whatever you're fighting, you can decide which one you want to use. That's excellent. Yeah. So if you're going into, let's say that elite monster, uh, do you raw or do you uh, stun? If you are going against a horde or, mm -hmm. you know, something that has high damage, but mo lots of models, you could go stomp or yep. impact tremors. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, the options are up to you. You pick what works best for you. Yeah. But what's great is having the options. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, agreed wholeheartedly agree so we like the monstrous rampages the heroic action is okay at best yes that one's okay, okay. <laughs> it's situational i'm sure it'll it help is. at some stage but like it's not the one that like when like my my lead is either going to go for the extra cp go for the heal finest hour will always take precedence over yes. thunderous roars yep agreed 
the other the other ones is there is a command traits artifacts um grand strategy battle tactics now there's something i'm just going to call this out now because i think it's an error that they will errata so the do you know where i'm going with this no so the interesting thing here with the spell law and the prayer law is that it doesn't allow unique wizards or unique priests to access it. So as read as reading by the book, Krondus can't use the spell law, Inus can't use the prayer law. I don't think that's intentional, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this erotted. But uh, right now, right now, as it stands, uniques can't use it. Wow. Because normally it would say in brackets, including yes. unique units. Yes, exactly. But it doesn't. It doesn't. So I'm going to assume that it is, will be errated. So because mm -hmm. uh, otherwise this is just dead weight. Like there's literally yes. no reason to print this because you yes. can't use it. Exactly. All right. So yeah. let's pretend in a world this is errated. So everyone okay. listening to this, if it doesn't get errated, just ignore what I say but assume is going to be eroded because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Let's go command trait first. So uh, favor the bold after this general has fought for the first time in the combat phase. If there are no enemy units within three inches of the general, roll the dice on a two plus, this general can immediately make a D6 move and finish a move within three inches of enemy units. That is exciting. It just feels that we can, like, with this Draconis Skywing, that you can just do a lot more. And, like, wow, you can go and fight again. <laughs> you can just move around and you can get that, you know, sometimes you can get that little enemy wizard or that little hero, that six wounds or less, that is just hiding out in the back that you just you can't, can't reach. It's not going to be able to fight again, but it will allow you to um, to finish the combat, then uh, then move into and tie up an enemy um, at the so another enemy to, unit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's not going to allow you to fight, but it's definitely going to allow you to tie up an enemy from from moving or from uh, potentially rallying. Or there's obviously a lot of movement shenanigans you can do, but it's not a double fight. This is interesting because there's a um a sub or a sub faction that you can use where you can choose to fight first in the next um combat phase i have to find not, that one which not, one is not, that not, but that's not going to be army of renown right like that's this, right that's right yeah and, and and that's the challenge here roma is that if you are taking an army of renowned, you are you locked within. To. You're locked within you're, these rules. So yes. if if you're someone who loves translocate, it's not on the menu. If right. you're someone who who really needs um, what's it called? Um, the plus one to wound uh, spell uh, blades. Um, oh, celestial blades. Celestial blades. If you're someone yeah. like I, with my dragons, I always celestial blades my yes. dragons up. But so but, do that's I. Not the, but it's not that's on not the menu. Right. It's not here. So this is different. So this is where it's basically, do you build a dragon list using the army of renowned, or do you take a similar archetype, put it in hammers, put it in anvils, right. put it in another build, and bring in cheaper battle line, bring in um, the, those critical spells, 
what's the trade-off so right at the end of this we'll work out what's better what's not better but let's just keep within within this sure. frame okay. and then we'll we'll see what we like and what we're missing out on okay. so movement shenanigans nice my nice. challenge my challenge though is that i don't know if i have the hero slots because i can't put this on krondus i can't put this on karazai i can't put this on Inus. so it means i need another hero the not the night draconis to get to unlock the command trait right so maybe we yeah you'd have to build a list that includes that night draconis i just i would just sacrifice my command trait i just i, I just yeah. I, I wouldn't care yeah i agree it's interesting it's interesting it is interesting you have a artifact you have one artifact again this is really only going to be relevant if you take the nitroconus because again you can't put this artifact on a unique hero um once per battle at the start of any phase the bearer can say that it will raise the celestial uh, ensign uh, if you inside if you do so you can heal up to d3 wounds allocated to each friendly draconis unit wholly within nine inches of the bearer I love any kind of healing, which is, that's great. The and question so, is, who takes it? Yeah. Basically, Each friendly draconis. Mm. So each friendly draconis, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Who would take this? <laughs> Correct. Because Who would to take get this the... artifact, right? Correct. Yes. Because okay. you, the artifact can't go on Inus. The artifact can't go on Krondus or Karazai. Karazai. Then who? Yes, exactly. The ability is fantastic. Yep. The ability just... is fantastic, but then who would take that artifact? And then what, what you know, by adding... Uh, by adding a Nitroconus probably means you can't take Inus or Krondus or Karazai, or you're just limiting your 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 builds because you won't have many bodies. Yeah, because then you'd lose one of those in order to balance out the points because Nitroconus is 300. So that's, yes. yep. So you would, you'd still need three units of Stormdrake Guard, so that's th yep. 369... Uh, Let's say eleven hundred for for just clear clear numbers. Mm -hmm. Add your nitroconus. We're at fourteen hundred. That's either Ionis or Krondus or Karazai. You yep. really only can afford one, or yep. you can reinforce. You can reinforce some units. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's tricky. It's a good It'll, artifact. Yeah, it's a great artifact. It's just too bad that they can't take the artifact <laughs> that you'd have yeah. to you're limited you're very limited with who can take that so yeah i i personally would probably just so you know depends on if i was good i could build a nitroconus storm drake guard ionis list and this would be great mm -hmm. but if i want to run chronos of karazai it does make it hard the grand strategy you have to choose from is on Wings of Death. You can still choose, by the way, your General's Handbook stuff as well. So it's not the only one, but mm -hmm. 
you couldn't take a Stormcaster turn all traditional Grand Strat. Right. Uh, on on Wings of Death, when the when the battle ends, you complete the Grand Strategy if three friendly Draconith units are wholly within nine inches of each other. That's good, but it can be difficult when you don't have a lot of units. So if you went with Krondis, Karazai, Ionis, um, Stormdrake Guard, and a single, that's five units. Um, I guess you would just have to make sure that towards the end of end of the battle that they're coming together. But if you're keeping Ionis and one of the Stormdrake, the single together, and then, I mean, you could, at least you have a good option here for this because when you look at the general's handbook, those battle, those grand strats would be are a little more difficult to get. I think if I'm writing a dragon focused list, this is when I'm building around Star as a Storm Drake. Crondus mm -hmm. and Karazai probably aren't being selected or one at most. This is yeah. probably good if I'm going to run all all Storm Drake. Yeah. Obviously, with just some, you know, Nitroconus, you know, Ionis. Because you need more you, units. Correct. If you go Krondus and or Karazai, that's that's so many points tied up. Yes. That, yep. Like, Krondus is almost the same points value as a reinforced Stormdrake guard. So that's four, four yes. models at nine wounds each. Yep. And it makes a rally easier to bring them back. Yes. Yep. Exactly. It's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard for me, this one. This, this one would be definitely good if it's Stormdrake guard folks. If it's Storm, yep. It has to be. Or it's very difficult. <laughs> if you're running Krondus and Karazai, a thousand points into two models, you're not picking this one. No. All right, your battle tactics. So one is uh, you complete this tactic if in the same enemy unit. So if the same enemy unit that was targeted by an attack made with melee weapons by three or more friendly Draconoth Skywing Skywing units in the. Oh. I'm not excited about that because the chances of all three of them getting their attacks off without killing whatever you're fighting is going to be difficult. <laughs> you have to yeah. make sure it survives to get all of your attacks. So um, I think that one might be a little difficult. You complete this tactic if the same enemy unit was targeted by attacks made with melee weapons by three or more friendly Draconic Skyring units in the combat phase of his turn. So if you went, if you fought, so if you charge and then you fight with your first Draconis Skywing unit and you kill whatever you're fighting, then your other two units wouldn't be able to, unless I'm reading no. that wrong. No, 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 you're correct. They have to yeah. be targeted, right? So yes. you've got to find that, you've got to find that really juicy target yes. again, that, that yes. buffed up hero, yep. the, exactly. the, the sick, the 60 zombies, like the, yep. not that, not that I want to go into 60 zombies, <laughs> but like you, you, like 60 goblins, like you need something. Something that's going to survive. You can survive three, three different combats. Yep. Situational. You know, when you think about that grand strat and you start thinking about some of these battle tactics, it just sounds more like you need Stormdrake Guard and maybe some singles. If you're going against something that isn't that big hero monster buffed up piece. 
yeah, this this one, the challenge as well is it means you got to put three dragons into one unit. Yeah, I don't I don't normally want to do that. No, I already had to have a hard enough time with um, a hero and a battle line charge to make sure that the unit stays alive after <laughs> the unit survives right now with that um, battle tactic with Stormcast. It's an interesting battle tactic. Mm -hmm. It's achievable. But yep. it's situation, but it's situational. It's situational. Yeah. Uh, focus destruction. You complete this tactic if the same enemy unit was picked to be the target of three different monstrous rampages carried out by friendly Draconic Skywing units this turn. That one is so dependent on a dice roll. If if that's what you had to do, that's when I would choose this. They only have to be picked to be the target. So even if you're not successful, this one will be fine. So yeah. you could carry out Stomp and fail it, but as long as you pick them to be the target. But again, it goes back to the same thing. Do I want? Oh, to put I three, see. Right. Yes. Do I need to put three monsters into monsters. a unit? A unit. Yeah. And they need to be eligible, right? So what do I do? I do Raw. I do Stomp or Titanic Jewel, depending on the unit. And then I'm going to have to use uh, impact tremors or stun. I'm going to I'm going to have to use them to yep. pull off the three. But you don't have to pull them off in order to get the battle tactic, or you do? Correct. No, no, I, I don't have to because you okay. just have to be targeted. Targeted. So says, okay. Yeah. If, but but the it goes back to I've got to put three monsters into one unit. Yes, this is all about three monsters into one unit. <laughs> yeah, the first two battle tactics are. And that's where, do you have more single Storm Drake Guard? Like, do you have more units on the table that you can afford to do some of these battle tactics? That's probably what I'd probably choose to do is have, but then you'd have to have two heroes to get two single Storm Drake Guard or you're taking just lots of unreinforced Storm Drake Guards. So Storm Drake twos, guards. twos, 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 yep. twos, twos everywhere, two everywhere yep. across the board. Yep. Mm. Mm. It, some of this stuff is unattractive when it comes to Krondus and Karazai. Like it, it makes it, it hard is. to add, it, it makes it hard to justify. Bringing them into a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last battle tactic is uh, Cleansing Strike. Pick two objectives that are, con are contested by enemy units. You complete this tactic if there are no enemy units contesting either objectives at the end of this turn. That one's doable. I like that one. Especially when you have a battle plan that has multiple objectives. That would be easier to do. You just need to be conf confident that you can delete whatever's on those objectives. Yes. And I would choose that if I was in a position on the battlefield that I could do that. But if I was yeah. playing something like Towers in the Tundra, I don't know if I would. <laughs> no, you, good, good yeah. call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. I think the challenge is that with dragons, their breath weapon is so swingy. And if it hits, you delete. It's amazing. If, yes. if it doesn't, then you don't rely all on those melee attacks and... 
Mm. And even the um, the calamitous tail, if you're fighting just a single unit, it's not that helpful. You need to be fighting hordes or multiple models in a unit, like 10, 20, to get full advantage of that calamitous tail for Krondus and Karazai. And maybe that's where being able to um, uh, shut off inspiring presence, for example, um, as a heroic action might actually really work in our favor when trying to do cleansing strike, for example. Right. Might just be that, that, um, that safety net that we need. Cool. Anything else about battle tactics, grand strats, artifacts, or command traits? No, I think that, um, depending on which ones you're looking at, it's, your list is going to look different for what you're focusing on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the more I read this, the more that I don't want to take Krondus and Karasai. Yeah, I, that's what I'm, I'm kind of figuring out. You know, when you start out thinking, oh, you know what, I'm going to have Inus, Krondus, Karasai, Stormdrake Guard, and then you start looking at the Command Traits, Artifacts, Grand Strat, Battle Tactics, yeah, it would be difficult. Because it's, it's all about fun. points. It'll be fun. But at the end of the day, you need the points. And will you yeah. get those? Yeah. Yeah. So as I've already mentioned, prayers and spells technically right now can't be chosen for INS and Krondus because it doesn't say um, unique included. But assuming we go to a world in the near future where this is erupted, um, let's talk spell law. So regal authority would go on Krondus. No, yeah, Krondus. Mm -hmm. um, it's a spell with a casting value of seven, a range of 18. If successful, pick one friendly uh, Draconith unit wholly within range and visible until the start of your next hero phase. Each time a unit receives command, roll a dice on a five plus, the command point isn't spent. I like that. Krondus is a double or a triple caster? He is plus three to cast. When he, he, can, when he... How many spells can he cast? Two? Is it two? Two. It's two. Two spells. Is that, okay. Yep. Um, what I like about this is that I find when turn one, I have a lot of command points. But after turn one, when things start happening your command points, I just feel I don't ever have enough. And so this would be great. If you could if save some of those command points. Yeah. If you're taking Krondus, you already get the War Scroll spell. Is it Atavistic uh, Tempest? Yes. You've got Arcane Bolt Mystic Shield. This would be the other spell, you know, this that is you a utility spell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Krondus has a lot of great spells. Honestly, I'm picking Mystic Shield and Atavastic Tempest. Like, they're probably the two spells that I would use more on the table because I want the plus one to save. And yes. you know better than I do, Krondus' War Scroll spell is bonkers. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you know what? I could never, I wouldn't always get all of them off even with the plus three to cast but now with the primal dice it'll be easier to cast his war scroll spells 
yeah, I just don't like the like the one in the one in one in three shot of getting a command point. Um, because you're not going to have that many command points to spend, right? Right. Like your CP hungry, but you just don't have a lot. No. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess because it's my only spell choice, it's fine. But like, I, I just look over the fence to Stormcast and think of Celestial Blades. I'm like, I want that spell back. Yes, that's one of my favorite spells <laughs> too. <laughs> All right, so spell law. If you're taking Crondus, awesome. It's free, assuming it gets eroded. Uh, it's spell not strong enough that you would automatically go grab a Crondus because, like, this spell is just bonkers good? No. 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 All right. It's Let's not that prayers. bonkers good. Yeah, it's not. It's it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. Useful. It's nice. It's useful. But it's not something that I would definitely say this is what I want over other. I, I'd rather have the plus one to wound. Yeah, and, and in this particular build, there's no other way to get a wizard, a, a, a Draconis. Oh, no, because uh, Arcane Bolt, so um, uh, uh, Arcane Tome won't let me get this spell anyway. So it's the only way I could get the spell is via Crondus, assuming it gets eroded. Mm -hmm. All right. The Prayer Law, again, assuming that Ionis can take this in the future in a rotted world, there are three choices. Sigmar's Grace, Sanctification, and Sovereignty. Sigmar's Grace has an answer value of 3, range 12. If answered, pick one friendly unit wholly within range and visible. You heal three wounds allocated. I think we both agree we love this. Yes, we do. I love Sigmar's Grace. Because of the healing, because we just want yeah, to Because keep... of the healing, yep. Sanctification, prayer, answer value four, uh, until the start of your next hero phase, subtract one from casting rolls for enemy wizards and subtract one from chanting rolls for enemy priests. This is really helpful with the high magic lists that are out there that you play against, like Seraphon and yeah, I, I like this as well. And depending on what's going on in your game, you can choose which prayer you want at what time so that's very helpful i like that it's an interesting one because it might force people to use their primal magic dice where they would have just scraped through but now with the minus one yes i, I actually really like the minus one to chanting rolls being able to stop daughters and corn and fire slayers and you know this is this is utility yes. this is great yes yes and subtracting one from chanting rolls is huge because that's that's a one d six that you're rolling, <laughs> and if someone rolls a th four, then it's a three, and it's not going to go off. So, I like that. Sovereignty is the last prayer. Uh, answer value four, range of twelve. If answered, pick one enemy unit wholly within range uh, until the start of your next hero phase. That unit counts as five models for the purpose of contesting objectives. I really like this one, and I'll tell you why. I've played a lot against Degadons and certain um, Gloom Spite, the, shop, they're the Spiders, and they count as 10 on an objective, and they just, you know, some lists will have four Stegadons, and then they'll put all of them on an objective. 
So that's like 40, <laughs> 40 models on an objective. So I like this one where it reduces it to five. But again, um, it's going to be situational depending on who you, what army you're playing against and if you need to use it. But having that option is great. I love this because as a monster, you're going to be counting as five on objectives, which is great. But against hordes, against anyone who's got, you know, units of 10 or 20 models, if you have, uh, you know, the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon and a block of 10 skeletons, well, you've lost the objective. Um, yeah. And you don't have that many models to commit to objectives. This, I love. Gargants, you drop them down to five. Um, you, you, your ogres and your stonehorns and, and other other things like that, dropping them down. I I see this as a horde a horde piece, not necessarily like you know. Most heroes are five anyway. Yep, that's excellent. Again, assuming that Ionis gets an errata allows us to do this. Roma, any final thoughts on the Dracona Skywing? No, but it's interesting um, on what your list will look like based on based on all of this. So, nope. So I've got, I've got two questions from Discord to kind of bring us home with the uh, Army of Renowned. Okay. Jane, James asking, do you think this uh, will outshine a traditional all-dragon army? I think depending on how you build it, it could, but it would depend on your spell or your pair of scriptures, knowing that you could take those. But I don't, I'm kind of on the fence about that because I feel that you just have so many more options to just put your dragons in with a regular Stormcast list. And you have, there's a lot more options. I probably... I'm I'm still a bit on the fence. Yeah, yeah, I'm I am on the fence right now. I see the benefits of the Dracona Skywing, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's worth the trades. Yeah, I agree. I would rather. Yeah, I agree. You just have more options. But again, I'm still on the fence until I try this list out and try to play it and see what happens. But at the moment, I'm on the fence. <laughs> I think it does allow me to make Krondison Karazai battle line, which is fantastic. Yes. But the challenge is, is that all the rewards on this side is telling me not to take Krondison Karazai because the grand strategy, the battle tactics, the yep. artifacts, the command traits are pushing me down towards a Knight Draconis, not... Yep. Like not, which is interesting because you would think that because they're making or this allows you to take Krondus and Karazai's battle line was a draw for me. But after looking at, you know, the command traits, artifacts, grand strap, battle tactics, it feels that, oh, they aren't the ones you should take. And then you're back with the Knight Draconis, which is you could still have a Knight Draconis in your own regular Stormcast list. And I haven't I've never used Knight Draconis. So. I don't know. I think I think that if you're going to say that Krondus and Karazai can be battle-lined, then you need to work that up. Like, you need to make that desirable. And right now, 
that's the only thing that's desirable that you can take them both but you're not getting any other buffs or a lot of advantages to scoring your points yeah in um i think it's in in the troll the trogoth army of renowned i think it's that build where it actually allows you to add unique units for command traits and artifacts if i remember correctly if that was the same here i think it's a different conversation i yes. think right now i think right now i would probably prefer a traditional one james but um as well there's still a lot of question marks here with the spell law the prayer scriptures um are, 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 is Krondus even allowed to take a spell right now as the rules say right. no he can't but um yeah, because like and the follow-up point was from, I think it was from Magog saying, um, you know, traditional dragon lists rely on a mix of dragons and survivability mechanics like, you know, Lord Castellan. Um, another great example, I'd shine the light on on the dragons to send them up. Um, Gardas obviously d d does great protection as well. Um, given the development of the meta, um, there's just a lot of mortal wounds. I think, you know, the armies of Renowned probably better outside of... Um, the dragons are probably better outside of the army of renowned. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, but if you're someone who wants to run all the dragons and you're struggling to score your battle tactics and you're, and you're happy to run, you know, six to eight storm drake guard, this, this probably is the right build for you. If, yes. if that's, if that's what you want to run. Yep. And you know, I saw a lot of, um, uh, lists at LVO that had a lot of Stormdrake Guard reinforced. So this type of list is very desirable for a lot of um, a lot of different people. Yeah, if I was running yeah. Krondus or Karazai, I'm probably going traditional because then I yes. can do Praetors, I can do cheap Liberators, yes. I can do um, the traditional spell law. Yep. I can still have Ionis in the list, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with that actually. That's kind of how I'm thinking right now, but um, I guess as we get more games in and more reps, things might get different or eroded. Yes. But yeah, yep. All right, so let's rapid fire through some general's handbook stuff, and you know, let's get some quick thinking um, because we'll be here forever. This is such a big book, and there's so many different types of builds. Um, right now as it stands are you more of a scion of the storm person or more of a storm keep person i am signs of the storm i have when i started playing i was signs of the storm and that's what drew me you know having that being in the celestial realm and and my play style is that i only um i will keep half my units in the realm and then i only deploy a few um and then i bring them down either turn one if I need to, or turn two is more desirable, and sometimes turn three. And it works well for me. Has the new Cities of Sigmar at all made you Stormkeep curious? No, I think it's because I just, this is what I have optimized and strategized with, and I haven't changed, no. Yeah, I'm not the massive fan of Redeemer keyword anyway, and I don't know what I'd want to build into, and I'd rather probably just ally in Cities of Sigma as opposed mm -hmm. to build around them right now. Um, I, th I think for me as well, Scions is probably... I just value the the deep striking just too much. I just I, It's too same, valuable. 
yes, I value it. I don't know what I would do without it. <laughs> Just because Stormcast is traditionally very slow. So if I put them on the board, I'm relying on translocate yep. or I have to build around a certain, but you know, like maybe with Stormkeep with dragons, uh, maybe uh, I've already got the speed. So yeah, it's science. It's science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to try to convince anyone otherwise. Like, if you've got a really good Stormkeep list, I'd love to see it. But for me, I just think you're trading off too much right now. Although, actually, if you were to build around like your, um, what are they called the Griff charges and things like that, who are just teleporting around the board, actually, you could. That, that wouldn't yeah. work. That work. Yep, that's what I was just going to say. That, you know, depending on what you have in your list, you could do Stormkeep. If, just to get your battle tactics. So if you have Griff Chargers, Neve, uh, or Knight Zephros, you could bop around on the board using the Winds yeah. Etheric, yeah. What about your sub-factions? Do you have any favorite, um, is it Hammers, Astrals, you know, Tempest Lords? Where are you, where are you, where are you at as like right now's picks? Right now, I have one pick. And that is Hammers of Sigmar, just because of the ward save. And with all the mortals, it's, yeah. I've, I've played um, doubles, actually, with another, um, another friend who didn't have hammers. And, you know, one of those incarnates from Fire Slayers just comes along and, you know, she, can't, she doesn't have a ward save. And, it, and you can just, you die. <laughs> And there's your general is gone, right? It's um, I I just love hammers of Sigmar. I think Hallowed Knights is still a really strong one, um, especially if you're building around Gardas. Just I, Gardas unlocks so much for you with with Hallowed Knights. Um, I think to your point, it depends on what you want to build around. And yes. you know, I, I I personally don't run a lot of paladins. I actually run no paladins, so you know, Excelsior for me is not valuable. But for someone who right. wants to run a lot of paladin units completely different conversation yep uh what about where is it is it celestial war no what i'm looking for the celestial Warbringers. That there's one? another one. Oh, oh, sorry tempest lords as a oh, dragon tempest lords. person yes yeah, as a dragon person do you see value in something like tempest lords i do i do however because my dragons don't have a ward save, I still value the Hammers of Sigmar over the Tempest Lords. But that is the other, if I had to choose a, another sub-faction, that's the one I would probably choose. If you weren't running many dragons or you were running a, a, a less dragon list, is there any other of these that would stand out for you? Um... I think that, no, I'm just so stuck on Hammers of Sigmar. I did play Hallowed Knights. I was in Hallowed, I played that probably for the first few months when I started playing Stormcast. And, you know, it was nice that they could fight on death, but as soon as I discovered that I could have a ward save, <laughs> I just switched over to Hammers. And I could have um, the Fulminators as my battle line. And that was the other yeah. selling point for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, that, that, although, as we saw, Vindicators and um, uh, what are they called? 
um, liberators, liberators have all gone down in points. So like 100 points for liberators, crazy yeah. cheap battle yes. line. Yes, um, crazy and no cheap. And no bounty hunters right now means you don't have to worry about your battle line disappearing to a stiff breeze. Yep. Look, I think ultimate comes down to what you're building around. You know, Excelsior and Vindicators um, work really well. I like just, are you building in Redeemers? Are you building in, you know, like yep. what, what are you building around ultimately? Um, yep. But Tempest, Tempest Lords is another good one um, I'd recommend. Yes, I do like Tempest Lords. That's the one I would consider if I have a Dragon's List. If you're building an army and it's a traditional Stormcast, do you prefer your universal um, command traits? Do you prefer the Antorian Locust? Are you going to make like um, you're going to make like a Knight in Cantor your general, or do you do something like Storch Defender or um, something from your book? I do the Andorian Locust. So you're going to watch Shard of the Chilled Land or something? Um, I'm doing, oh, so what I have is um, for my Grand Strat, I do Spellcasting Savant, but I still choose uh, Master of Magic for my command traits. Why? Because there is so much magic and I can re-roll. So with my Griff Charges, I really want to get off the Healing Light because... I'm all about healing and being able to re-roll that has been, it's just so significant. That's my big spell I like to do if I have to heal anyone. Um, and then dispelling, like it's, it's really come in quite handy for me. It allows you to also put your primal dice into those big things while still trying to get off those critical spells. So you're, yep. If you're not building around like Hoarfrost and Blizzard, you could still get off that healing spell, yes. roll it, and then yep. primals into whatever. Yep. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, like there's just not very many good selections here, unfortunately. Like I've just never, never like blown away. No, I'm not blown away. And, you know, when I take something like Master of Magic, it just... It seems like, oh, okay, well, isn't there anything better you can take? But it it works. <laughs> it's what I used to run all the time until it got until the Lord Imperitant got changed with Arcane Tome. It was always Lord Imperitant, Master of Magic, Arcane Tome. It just worked. Yeah. Now yeah. now it doesn't, but Yes, it, yeah. I used to take the Arcane yeah. Tome too. <laughs> Yeah, everyone needs that wizard. Um, what yeah. about your artifacts? Are there any particular artifacts that, that kind of stand out for you yes i love luckstone and when i want to guarantee charge i have my um griff charger has luckstone and when i do hero and a battle line charge i know i'm going to get that charge off i like it i like it a lot yeah. i uh, played around with mirror shield a little bit and that can be fun on the knight draconis if you yes. are going that type of build yeah, I used to use Mirror Shield as well when I had Knight Judicator as my general when I first started playing. And um, yeah, that's the other one I used. Now what I've done is I'm taking um, my general has the Obsidian Amulet and you ignore the effects of spells or abilities of endless spells. So if someone's trying, to, and I would, I would use that in the battle if I was within 
12 inches of having merciless blizzard or something happen. But I know that a lot of Seraphon armies I played against, um, they try to do that battle tactic where they're going to kill you with a spell. And at least my general would be protected. And that's my grand strat is spell casting savant. So I, I protect him. <laughs> I've, I've seen Quicksilver draft, draft being used. Um, it's quite nice as, as well, being able to... Um... Yeah, I, I like that one. The yeah. other one, obviously, is just Arcane Tome, right? Just getting an extra yes. unbind, even an extra cast and an unbind in your army um, is, is still really valuable. Yes, it is. Alrighty. Uh, next up, are you running any lists that don't have wizards? Like, is this even up for debate around Nullstone Adornments? No. I haven't run a list with without a wizard. Yeah, I think I I mean when you have a lord in and um a what's it called the staff staff wizard um the auto unbind scroll um lord oh um oh, what's her name I've forgotten her name there's so many units in this bloody army <laughs> Uh, not in Cantor, not in Cantor. Right. Like when you have when you have a knight in Cantor option in your army, you take a knight in Cantor. You might even take two knight in Cantors. I just think mm -hmm. right right now that just auto no is so valuable. Yes, the auto no is yeah. Actually, one of my friends does have two knight encounters in her list. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would if I would run yeah. at least one, if possible. I'd run two. Mm -hmm. If I can't. Arcane Tome is still great. Yes. All right. Nullstone Adornments don't count. What about what about your three general's handbook spells, right? Because Stormcasts traditionally don't have a lot of spell casting um, because it's just the points you're paying for your wizards. Yeah. So you've, you've really got to make good selections um, when it comes to your spells. Assuming you didn't take Shaman of the Chill Land, are you seeing value in Hoarfrost, Rupture, or Blizzard at all? I am. So I've got my General has Hoarfrost, and my second Griff Charger has Merciless Blizzard. He just gets around, bops around the board, and actually it's gone off a few times, and it's been great. So I really like Merciless Blizzard. Is there any With particular... the Primal Dice. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's yeah i mean yeah it's 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 a great spell it's you know you don't have a lot of pluses to cast so you're setting up for for success when it comes to blizzard and i always try to make sure that my general is within 18 inches of my other griff charger to save a soul just in case um he ends up taking some mortals it's saved me like, it's just been amazing. That save a soul is, wow. Like, I love it. Do you use Hallfrost much? I do. Um, when I start out on the battlefield, I usually have my general close to my fulminators, and then I Hallfrost them. But they don't get very far turn one. So I do. I do a few times. It's not my main... Um, like, I don't count on it or rely on it. 
I have it. But also my general, you know, healing light is huge for him. So he'll need to heal. And that's usually my focus. But if I can, I will hoarfrost my fulminators. I did actually hoarfrost my draclines at one point. <laughs> that was that was crazy, but yeah. It's interesting with hoarfrost, right? Because a lot of the Stormcast profiles are pretty consistent. A lot of threes and threes. Um, for me, it looks like hoarfrost is probably most beneficial on creating rent, getting yeah. like rent ones to rent threes. Yes. You know, I was I was looking over like you know putting uh the storm drake guard with swords giving them ren three or turning um these the quester soul sw sworn into ren yes. three yeah um th there's so many great abilities to turn into rend yes and even with the drac lines their rend isn't great so having a minus three rend would be amazing yeah, there's some interesting things, but because you're so consistent on your profile, like sure, you can go from a three to a two, but you don't have a lot of fours into threes or you don't even have any fives into, you know, maybe if you've buffed up some griff hounds or something. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they hitting on? Even griff hounds hit on threes. Yes. <laughs> they do. <laughs> So the point is that, you know, Hoarfrost value isn't as large for you, but no. the, rend, the rend and bringing the some rend. of the wound, the wound profiles down would be um, would be beneficial. Yes. What if there's some other, like, sneak, sneaky tech with, like, uh, for example, ooh, ooh, like uh, the prosecutors with Celestial Hammers, right, with the uh, three attacks each. I mean, they're fours, fours. Like, I mean, they're pushing shit up here, I guess. Um <laughs> <laughs> But like yeah, whole frost is fun. But like it's just like there's, there's I don't think there's a lot of stupid tricks when it comes to stormcast and whole frost. Yeah. What do you think of rupture? Have you ever used rupture? No, no. Cronspine, cronspines have dropped back significantly. Um, if I'm going to use rupture, it's definitely because I've taken shaman of the chilled land. Mm. If I, I if I have a spell choice, I'm not spending it on rupture. Right. Like there's just not a lot of predatory endless spells that I want to tap, tap into and the incarnates have really dropped back. So for me, I would rather Hoarfrost, Blizzard or what I think is you've got a very generous um, spell spell law. You know, mm -hmm. you, you look at it, you know, Thundershock, Chain Lightning, Celestial Blades, yes. Lightning Blast, Azerite Halo. You've got good spells. Yes, I would rather that over Rupture. And I love Starfall. Tell me more. That, that's that, that, that's one that I, I don't hear enough about. Okay. So Starfall prevents a unit from making a pilot move. So it's actually helped me quite a bit. And I, it was against Damon and his great unclean one where it was just beautiful, where he will always, you know, try to pile in and get onto my objective. But Starfall and he had to stay away so you pick a point on the battlefield and you know you place it there so you can do 18 inches from you know it's usually Krondus who's um who would actually cast it and then you roll a dice for every enemy unit within three inches of that point and on a three up that unit cannot make a pile in move until the end of the turn so then I charge in 
they can't pile in. I've got that starfall and I, they just, some of the units couldn't even fight. So it's, it's really good. I really like starfall. Yeah. I, I like, it looks celestial blades is number one for me. I, I will mm. fight people on that. Yep. <laughs> I will physically fight you. It's just such a good spell, like getting, um, plus one to wound as we talked about, get the dragons up, the fulminators, the twos, whatever that key threat is. Yes. Um, I agree with you though. I, I don't choose Starfall all the time anymore. I do have Celestial Blades and my Dracolines have the Empower spell, which is plus one to wound. So I love that, that that's amazing. Wounding on twos is amazing. The other one that I really enjoyed was, is it Lightning Blast? I'm just trying to look for what it was. Was it Chain Lightning? Chain, chain Lightning has been fun yes. for me as well. Yes. Yeah, especially when someone's castled up. And you just you pick that point and there's multiple units. I love that. Oh, sorry. And, and Thundershock as well. Thund Thundershock being able to reduce. Um, so we just talked about the benefits of getting plus one to our, uh, our wound roll. Yep. Thundershock being the opposite of reducing uh, wounds by one on three plus. Um, it's quite nice. The other one that's good is Lightning Blast because you just pick the closest unit to you and mm. you get it off. It's not a range that you have to be 18 inches or 24. You're just... Um, the closest unit. Sometimes I find with that spell though that the closest unit is the one that I don't want to target because it's trash yeah, it's a... or like <laughs> just like oh yeah, it's always a screen. <laughs> but again, like you know, it's also where Mystic Shield really comes into play with Stormcast, like getting yes. those saves up. I talked earlier about my love of Vindicators, putting Vindicators in cover, give a Mystic Shield. They're essentially a two up, ignoring Rend one. Um, yeah. like really tanky units. Yes. Why don't you pray more? Is it translocate, translocate, translocate? Absolutely. I love translocate. It has come in but handy so many times. Maybe for the folks who don't use translocate, do you want to get me give you the, the elevator pitch of why it's such a great prayer and it's always featured in almost every every Stormcast list that can take it always picks Translocate. Yes. It's because you can, it's got a answer value of three, range of nine, and you can pick any, uh, well, a unit has to be within 12 inches of a knight and, or a lord, and it has to be visible to the chanter. You can remove that unit from the battlefield, set it up again anywhere on the battlefield, more than nine inches from all enemy units. And the unit cannot move in the following movement phase. But being able to move your unit anywhere on the board is absolutely amazing, especially when you're in combat and you don't have a lot of wounds left. It really helps to translocate that unit and then you can do healing light on your next turn like move them out of that combat and you can save your unit. There's been plenty of times where I've dropped something down from the sky. I've, um, I need to reposition to claim an objective. 
um, my shooting units, whether it be judicators or yes. long strikes, need to be repositioned or yep. my long strikes need to get out of the way because uh, an opponent's coming for me, so I'll move them away. The like, There's so many good uses of, of translocate, which is why it just features, because once your Stormcasts are down, it's a slow walk up the board. Yes, it is. Absolutely. My I've done it even with my drag lines because sometimes, depending on my opponents, they might come down on one part of the board, one side, and now I really need them on the other side. And translocate's gone off, and I'm able to move them. It's just so amazing. And those slow-moving units, definitely. Another great way as well is when I use the holy command to bring back a unit. So, you know, get the vindicators or the judicators or the... Um, the uh, liberators back into the fight or get them to like to go screen somewhere, just being yep. able to like bring them back to life, then translocate them somewhere. Yep. I like, I kind of strategize with my call for aid, um, Holy Command, where I'll spread out my heroes so that when my unit of sequiturs gets killed, I bring them back wholly within 12 of a hero and they can come back anywhere on the board. Depend well, wholly within 12 of a hero, but now I've spread my heroes out so that I can pick and choose where they're going to go. I love that. I so speaking of holy commands, is uh, what are your favorites? Unfortunately, Thunderbolt Volley is just like they, they just nerfed it to the sky, unfortunately. And yeah, it, it's been helpful when I've run like adjudicators with crossbows, but otherwise, Thunderbolt Volley hasn't been that valuable to me, right? Um, I use call for aid, but again, it's only a redeemer unit, but I usually have two units of sequiturs in my battle line. That's like getting an 110 points for free because <laughs> you get to replace that whole unit. Yeah, I uh, I love call for aid. Um, some of the ways that I've used it as well is, um, what are they called? The, who are the sword men? Um, I forgot what they're called. Uh, so many units in this book. Vanquishers. I've taken a unit of five vanquishers, charge like charge them into like a big chaff, just like delete it as much as possible. They die. I bring them back to life, and then I use them defensively, where initially I've used them offensively. You know what else I've done is when someone, when my opponent has only part way on the objective, like within twelve inches. Um, but I have enough room to drop them down on the objective. I've taken it back. <laughs> so that's been very, um, yeah. I actually denied oh. one of my opponents his battle tactic uh, during the tournament with that. It was, it worked out really well. I've done that a few times where I've had like one idiot left. They've died. Then I disappear and I bring back a unit of five. They're like, yes. oh, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. You just see their face and it's like, what What did you just do? And it's, yeah, it's amazing. I love that. Thunderbolt Volley is still good, by the way. And I have seen people run like a, a block of six and a block of three long strikes. and Or you, or you do two units of three. You still can get value. People yes. will use Aether Wings to, to make sure lots of people get plus ones to hit. But um, unfortunately, if you're using a block of six, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. When I have long strike crossbows in my list, I do use Thunderbolt Volley as my holy command. 
as a unit of three. Yeah. 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 Any any call outs on the mount traits? I I'm, I'm I'm never a big fan of any of these. I guess if I was running like a Griff Charger, like Etheric Swiftness would be better, but I don't run them yet. Yeah, that's what I use. No, that's sweet. No, it, it, there's some interesting ones, depending on if you're taking a Star Drake, if you're taking, I think the retreat and shoot and charge can also be helpful at, at times. Um, uh, scintillating tail can be good, but these are all just little nice add-ons as opposed to like something I would actually build around. You're on mute, by the way. She disagreed with me. I imagine Roman's just like, yep, this guy knows his stuff, 11 out of 10. While, while Roma resolves her, her muting issues, um, we've got some grand strategies to, to pick from. You clearly know all your general's handbook ones by now. There are three to choose from, from Stormcast Eternals outside of obviously Armies of Renowned. My personal preference is not in Stormcast. These Stormcast ones are not very good. Um, I've tried the, the Cities one, the sacred charge and no um I, i'm just not a fan of any of them rome's still struggling with mute um why <laughs> i might just speak for her and then we'll pause at when we get to battle tactics and try to resolve this tech um, I know for a fact when we get to Roman's list in a minute, um, spellcasting Savant is definitely on her lists. I believe there's one particular list where she's also done Baron, Icecapes, and Overshadow. I think ultimately Stormcast Eternals, your core Grand Strats, not very attractive, um, haven't been for a long time, and she's unmuted. No, she's not unmuted. Can you hear me? Oh, I can. We're good. Oh, just my headset's not working. <laughs> All right, cool. So I, I was just saying that basically Stormcast Eternal Grand Strategies, not very good. Uh, I referred to your lists, your Spellcasting Savant, Baron Ice, Ice Escapes, and Overshadow maybe are your three choices if you're yes. building Stormcast. Yeah, they are. All right. <laughs> So with my regular list, um, I do spellcasting savant with my Griff Charger. And he just, he's in the corners of the board. He's near units when I try to save a soul. Um, but generally, I can keep him alive. And I can usually, probably 99% of the time, I can get my Grand Strat. And even though... A lot of people will try to kill him because they they don't want me to get my Grand Strat. Having the Hammers of Sigmar helps as well. Um, again, that'll depend on where the, the objectives are because you still have to be holy within 12 of an objective. So yeah. I just strategize where I place him. And I want him to save a soul and I want him to cast Healing Light. So he still has to be within 18 inches of my units. So I always kind of factor that in where I move him. 
yeah, the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger can be a really good spell casting savant. Um, because of the movement shenanigans, you can get it out of out of out of threat in a lot of situations. Yes. Alrighty. What about battle tactics? There are a heap of battle tactics. Yes. But I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I don't think I score many of them outside of Draconith Destruction. Like, there's not many that I would go to on a on a regular basis. You mean within the General's Handbook? No, no, Stormcast. The Stormcast. Oh, the Stormcast book. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't even go to my book. If I can get them with the General's Handbook, I don't go to my book. <laughs> They're so difficult. Um, there are two, though, the ones where you kill a monster and where you have um, the Draconith killing a unit of 10. Those are the two that I can usually get from the book. But the other ones are difficult. They require specific builds. You know, Pioneer of the Realms requires Cities of Sigma. Yes. Uh, no Challenge to Great requires Redeemers. You know, depending on your build, you know, Draconis yeah. Destruction requires a Dragon style. Um, I have done Secure the Battlefield a few times just to get a, you know, having something in each of the large quarters as long as you're outside. Oh, I love of that one. I love that's, that. They brought that the, in. Oh, I've yes, I love it. It's so easy to do. Yeah, it's helpful. It's help. It's a really helpful one. But outside yes. of that, it, yeah, you're right. It's a. It's about your general's handbook battle tactics. Yeah. What I usually try to do is with the four quadrants. It's if you can do it when you're bringing your units down from the celestial realm. If you're playing signs of the storm, um, but if you're not, it's. You know, if you have units that can move quickly, then you can get into the four quadrants. Yeah, yeah. It's uh if yeah, if you're top of turn two, this is not a bad one to score. Or yeah. depending on how the game goes, this could be a late game one because you don't yeah. require interaction, but you will need to have four units on the board. Yes. So I guess it depends on the flow of the battle. And just make sure that you don't forget that and charge a unit and then die. <laughs> I haven't done that, but it's something that's easy to forget. I've done that with some of my battle tactics, like the battle edges. I'm like, oh, I think I'll just charge. And I'm thinking, oh no. <laughs> I just Do you have it. a favorite do you have a favorite turn one battle tactic? Like is that that isn't an easy one for you? No, I usually depends on if I'm going first or not. And if my opponent has I usually like to do magical dominance, but if they have an auto dispel, then I won't do magical dominance. And then I, you know, will pick um, battle edges or more out than in, depending on, again, the battle plan. So it all depends on that, because sometimes the battle plan is just a quarter and it's easier to get out more units out than in. But if, you're, if your battle plan is half the board, that's difficult sometimes. Unless I can deep strike, but you can't deep strike because you have to choose the, yeah. No, deep strike for the bat, um, for more out than in, yes. But those are usually yeah. the ones I'll do is magical dominance or the battle edges. 
Intimidate the invaders is an easy one for Stormcast too, given yeah. you know half half your units can be in the sky, which then means yes. you just got to move half of a half yes. um, outside your territory, assuming that you know obviously battle plan dependent, but yeah. um, intimidate can be a good one as well. Uh, yeah. Turn two would be good with um, hero and a battle line charge because now you're closer to your your opponents, and then that's where Luckstone comes in for. Um, for the Griff Charger. So I know that if I drop him nine inches away, he'll have he'll get the charge. So are you choosing things like Surround and Destroy, Lead into the Maelstrom, Bait and Trap, Magical Mayhem, Intimidate, maybe Reprisal if your general's dead? Are they your, and then as we've mentioned, um, Draconeth Destruction and, and Secure the Battlefield. The battlefield. That's like your rotation, depending on how the yes. game's going and who you're up against and, all the all the intricacies yeah absolutely cool and sometimes it can be a little tricky with the um with the lead into the maelstrom because you have, <laughs> i remember the first time when i did that one and i killed the unit or the unit um didn't pass battle shock and it was gone i thought oh no so now i'm always a little more careful that I have my Redeemer units charging as well as my Fulminators. And, you know, I'll use my Griff Charger versus Karazai charging now. <laughs> so it depends on what I'm charging. So, um, but yes, there's so many options with the battle tactics. I don't, I'm not having difficulty getting the General's Handbook. And now that we have Secure the Battlefield, I have at least two to three from the Stormcast book as well. So, Stormcast players generally feel like battle tactics is an uphill battle for the faction, definitely mm -hmm. compared to your your peers in other armies. Is there any advice or anything you'd share with me on how you score maximum battle tactics? Is it coming from list construction? Do you have a, a, a methodology that you're using throughout your game? And, and like, how, how do you score so many? I always... Well, I find out what I'm going to do turn one, because if I, magical dominance is one, I'll just give you an example. If my opponent has an auto dispel, then I won't do magical dominance in the beginning, but I'll build up to that towards the end, where I'll try to either kill their wizards and try to kill the wizard that has the auto dispel, or just take a chance at the very end and I get a primal dice and I can take that one. But I'll save it for the end, depending on what happens to the battle. But I'll set up my units based on which one I'm thinking I'm going to get next. So if I'm trying to plan my battle edges, I'll already, I mean, that one's easy for me. But if I wanted to use it with the Redeemer unit and not, you know, move another unit to the battle edge, I'll already have a unit close to the edge. Or I'll plan that, okay, the next one I'm going to do is going to be two charge and two um retreat but that's usually turn two or three when my opponents have charged me and now I'm in battle and I always I've done this before where I haven't done that battle tactic at that time but if you're in a situation where you have two units that are in combat do that battle tactic right away don't save it for later retreat and get two units to charge like do it when the opportunity is there take that even though it seems like it's an easy battle tactic do it when you can so you're always thinking one turn ahead. Yes. You're always not just what can I do now, but what can I do now 
and to make my next turn's battle tactics a little easier and to your point should the flow of the battle present itself with something that wasn't in your plan you seize the moment yeah but otherwise you're always thinking one step ahead one step ahead exactly that's a great call out because a lot of people will get to the table and at the start of the battle round and they go right what can i do and and they're not forward planning so that's a really good call out mm-hmm. yeah i'm always thinking about that what can i do first turn and what can i do next so if you're thinking about like you know you, you start with intimidate the invaders then you're you know that turn two you want to do surround and destroy maybe the way you deploy is a little bit closer to the battle edges or maybe you're using run rolls as opposed to exactly. uh, you're using a command point to, to go six yes. as opposed to chancing it on a one and you know what else i've done is i've given up um, a double turn because it put me in a better position to get my battle tactic and it prevented my opponent from getting a battle tactic so i i really had to think because i i just you know that that role and you don't want the person to get the double turn and i had the opportunity to take the turn but it didn't make sense for me at the moment for battle tactics at the end of the day it's about your points it's a really good call out because if you're thinking ahead you can give away the turn and it often throws people off when you're like no you can have it you're like wait don't you want to double turn me I'm like nope i'm good I've yep. got my appropriate buffs up. I'm in a good position. I'm yep. controlling objective. No, I'm have it. I don't need it. Yeah. All right. So we are now going to go through a couple of lists and then we'll, yep. we'll I've got some final questions for you. So okay. list number one, by the way, these are all just examples, folks. Uh, it doesn't mean this is the, the list that you've got to take to, to the next tournament. Um, these are just examples that are working for Roma. Um, we have three different versions. One is a armies of renowned, one is a traditional, and one is one that's not really focused on the new unit. So Signs of the Storm, Hammers of Sigma, Baron Icecapes is the Grand Strat. You have a Knight Draconis General, Battle Last, Obsidian Amulet, and Scintillating Trail. You have Krondus with Celestial Blades three units of storm drake guard all with the warblade and then you have the everblaze comet coming in at 1930 under a battle regiment so what's going on here so when i built this list um it was trying to optimize the points because it's very difficult with the points that you have when you're trying to build an all um all dragons list but having nitroconis as my general um Krondus with his bells and then having the Stormdrake Guard as the um, as the battle line, having the um, the Everblaze Comet is actually I know that I could get it off with Krondus, and it's actually really good. I like that, and it's got quite the range on it as well. So I haven't been taking a lot of endless spells, but with this list, it made sense. And then you're going to get your Triumph, and I just. Um, I'm not quite sure though how an all dragons list is going to get all of the battle tactics. Although with this list, because of the speed, they can move around and get around on the board. Um, the grand strat might be a little difficult to get. So if I'm playing this type of list, I would have to see what my opponent's grand strat is and just think about if I could achieve mine or can I deny theirs? 
So that's what I would do where, um, but if I had a grand strat that I knew that I can definitely get, then I'm not as worried about that. Um, I would, with the storm Drake guard, just, you know, going on to objectives and I think I could get many of the um, battle tactics with this list, but I just have to be careful with the hero and uh, let into the maelstrom. This is a fun list. It's probably not one that I would take to a GT and try to go for no. one or five zero. Like this is fun. This um, is fun. This, this is fun. fun. Um, I'm yeah. Like I think comet comet's expensive, especially like I might be more inclined to take uh, suffocating grave tide, maybe geminids, uh, and maybe, maybe even swap out Crondus for um, that rift charger Lord Arcanum, and maybe get another unit of storm yeah. drake guardian or reinforce one into fours or something yeah but if i was just doing just dragons you know if you even look at the points like the 90 points for the comet and then you look at 1930 that's 160 points and i would just i'm short 10 points for a single storm drake like it's really um the points don't let you build an optim like a full on dragons list. You always have these extra points that, and it's a lot of points. Like, at least I'm pretty sure I'd probably get my triumph, <laughs> nineteen thirty, yeah. and then the comet. But if I could get another unit in, I would over the spells. I see what you could do. You take a storm drake, uh, the storm drake chariot. Um, the chariot is very similar to a single dragon, being yes. twelve wounds, three up save. Yeah. Um, nice big base size, bunch of mortals. So yeah. um, this is a good list. It's a fun list. It's a fun list. Probably, probably one that'd be great at your your local scene, but maybe yes. not at a GT. Not a GT. Not a GT. GT. Definitely not a GT. This is unless you unless you just want to be drinking all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this would be yes. Hey, come on over. Let's have a drink or a latte and just have fun playing with a bunch of dragons. This reminds me of like a Garkin list. It's just like it's just going to be a fun slap fest, and um, we'll we'll have fun. Yep. The it second list. The second list is a tweak to what we just went through before. Um, th these this is an army of renown as well, isn't it? No, this this no this one's not army of renown because um, you got celestial blades. So we'd have to swap celestial blades if we wanted to do an army of renown. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, got Ionis, Gripborn. Uh, you've got Crondus uh, with the Celestial Blades, three units of Stormdrake Guard, and Vortex. I haven't seen Vortex in years. I like the Vortex. It's um, it's fun. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay, so with this one, this is the one I was thinking would be the. Um, the army of renown and I couldn't, I couldn't put um, Karazai in there because then I wouldn't get enough of the, it just didn't balance out well. So that's why I just stuck with Krondus, Krondus, Ionis, and then the Stormbreak guard as the um, battle line. This one, I think I could get, um, yeah. The Baron Escape, Icecape, I think might be possible with Ionis in this list. And, but again, I don't, 
I wouldn't take this list to a GT. I would probably just play this list for fun and see how it works out because I don't know if I could get that grand strat similar to the other list. And I don't know because you're, you're restricted to all of the, everything with the sky wing with this one. Right. So, so this couldn't be, yeah. If we did a sky wing, we'd have to swap celestial blades out. Yes. So I wouldn't have that spell. No. So this, this, yeah. this work, this works as a traditional one. Um, if we went this as an army of renown, you'd have to drop uh, Brotherhood Command. You'd have yes. to drop Celestial Blades. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of what we, this is like a really a good example, right? It's like, what's the trade-off? Do yes. I get a better spell? Do I get a better battalion? Yeah. Is my, is this the same archetype stronger as an army of renown than it is without it? Now, I do want to mention one thing that you said earlier, and that is I don't want to take this to a GT. So for anyone who's a Dragon player, you might be a little bit shocked that two of the lists so far, we've kind of said, I wouldn't take this to a GT. Unfortunately, where Dragons are right now, you haven't seen them at GTs. I mean, you, you take them in a list, mm -hmm. but when you compare a Dragon to a Forminator, it's hard to justify taking two dragons where you could almost take four formulators for the same price. Yeah. Um, that is correct. This again, another fun list, just because you want to have all dragons. And then I would play with Karazai in there just for fun because I love dragons. But realistically, if I'm going to a GT, then I would bring in one, possibly two dragons and optimize them with, you know, a chariot or uh, fulminators, draculines. That's that's what I would do. But again, yeah. fun list, all dragons on the table. And the vortex, I mean, the vortex is okay. It's easy to dispel. By the time it gets to where it needs to do the damage, but rolling those dice is kind of fun when you have a hero that's 18, 18 wounds and or a monster. And hopefully you can um, roll some sixes and get some mortals in. I'd take Grave Tide over Vortex for the same price. Yeah. Uh, just to clear the hordes. But yes. I think this is kind of where, like I, I said earlier, this is no like one list to rule them all, right? You know, right. you could you could bring Praetors to support Crondus. You yeah. could um, go from Hammers to um, Hallowed Knights and bring yes. Gardas. You could swap in Liberators or Long Strikes. Like this, yeah. there's so much. This the brief with Roma was like, look, let's just focus on dragons. Yes. Um, and I think we've shown two examples of how you could do dragons either in armies of renown or out of armies of renown. Yes. The last list, which is a bit more non-dragon, but still stormcast, is uh scions, hammers, uh spellcasting, savant, bloodthirsty, triumph. You have uh, Ionis Cryptborn, you have a Lord Arcanum or Griff Charger, who is the general obsidian uh, amulet and Hawfrost. Uh, Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger with the Luxstone, Etheric Swiftness, and Merciless Blizzard. S five Sequiturs, five Sequiturs, uh, two Forminators, six uh, Kitty Cats, the Celestial Dracoline Evocators, the new six 
Questor Soul Swarms and the Celestial uh, Vortex. So this is wrapped up in the Command Entourage and a Redemption Brotherhood getting yourself an extra artifact. Okay. So shackles are off. You can talk outside of dragons now. Yes. So how is it, how's this list working for you? Oh, this list is working amazingly. I just want to add that when I first started building dragon lists, I just, I love dragons and I wanted to build a list, but my list kept changing because it just wasn't working with all dragons. So it slowly evolved to, I can get one dragon in a list and this is my list. So my, my must-haves are my Griff Chargers, my Sequiturs, my Fulminators, and my Draclines. So I have exactly 660 points to play with. And that's where I change it up. So Ionis, in my new list, I am so excited. And in this list, actually. And um, with the Quester Soul Sworn, I love the Quester Soul Sworn. Um, they, they can move in the hero phase once per battle. And I love that. Again, kind of like a translocate, but not really. <laughs> and you can move it on the board, which is great. I was going to ask you my... about that because they are, they're quite popular. I'm seeing them appear more and more in lists. 230 points, three yep. wounds each. You get six models. So what's that, 15 wounds? No, 18, 18 wounds. Max. 18 wounds, yeah. 18 wounds, three up save, once per battle teleport, three yep. attacks each. Ooh, that could be a good Hall Frost. Three screens, yes. rain minus three for three damage if you hit Hall Frost. It just ran minus one normally. Yep. And I actually have played them with Andrasta. And then she brings one back every <laughs> every turn, which is nice. And they also count as three on uh objectives outside yes. your territory. That's yes. really cool. Yes, I love that. The, it they're just amazing. And um, so what I'll have to figure out with Ionis is do I do I keep the Quester Soul Sworn or do I bring in my Retributors? But again, the Quester Soul Sworn, because they can move and there's more attacks, I just, I love them. Although Retributors are really good as well. But yes, this is my list. I think that if you're going to play Dragons, you can play Dragons, but you may have to optimize your list with throwing in a Griff Charger so you can get Spellcasting Savant, get your points, but still have fun with playing with the Dragons. And that's what I love doing. Tell me more about the sequiturs and why you choose sequiturs over vindictors or even liberators. I love that if you fight through their shield, you get a five up ward save. So I use my sequiturs as my screens and they're hard to kill. They don't do a lot of damage output, but they're hard to kill. And then they have the redemption cash. So you can't, um, you can't bring back a slain model that's within three inches of my sequitur prime. And I've actually reinforced the sequiturs and tied up two big units because they're really hard to kill because of that ward save. So in my, because they're hammers of Sigmar, when someone shoots them, then they would be the six up ward save. And then when they're fighting in combat, it would be the five up ward. And they just work really well for me. I really, they're hard to kill. They survive. And then I have my Griff Chargers hanging around to save a soul and that's and that's really helped me quite a bit as well so i like that little combination and yeah i could see um sequid as being really powerful or good against like zombies or squigs yes. who who are bringing back models 
yep. um, within three inches. Yep. But obviously it doesn't help with rally, but it's it's that's still a helpful little ability. Yeah, it's great. And then having Hammers of Sigmar being able to use the uh, fulminators as battle line is great because otherwise I'd have to take another unit of sequiturs. So that way I can, I have my fulminators as battle line. And of course, I don't have to say a lot about my cats there. What I do with them strategically is when I pile in, I will try to clip another smaller wound character or unit so that I could do the arc into another unit. And I've done that before where, you know, if I think that my six cats are going to kill something, then I will try to just fight with five and then pile in so that I'm I'm within three inches of another unit. And then I, like I can it. kill two, possibly. And they can re-roll charges. They yes. have a plus one to wound uh, yes. spell. Well, yes. They are. By the way, by the way, folks, the, the they're clearly not six models for 240 points. No, it's 402. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't show the proper points on there, but yes, that would be 480 points for six. The, the better question is why is the app still not fixed? It's been like this for a few months now. Uh, <laughs> fix it. Fix it. It's a good little unit. It's actually funny because um, for 240 points, this is competing with um, Forminator, Tempestor, because Tempestors are really popular as well, having the shooting attack, the mortals, mm -hmm. and then obviously the combat. So you are in the same territory with the um, the kitty cats as, and you know what? If you don't own kitty cats, but you want formulators, you want um, you can probably put a unit of two dragons as well as something else. Like tweak this list to your heart's content if this is something yes. that inspires you. The other thing I like is the guarantee. Sometimes, so I know that my dracolines are always going to have the arc. I don't have to charge. I can be in combat. I can do wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, that arc is always going to be there. Whereas with the Fulminators, you get three damage if you actually make the charge. And so that's where I find that once my Fulminators are already in battle, they don't do as well um, versus when they charge, obviously. But the Dracolines in general, I find do really well, but not three. So I did have three when I first started out and, you know, one or two die. You, you don't have a lot of attacks left. You don't have a lot of arc left, but six and rallying back um, with six is it's possible. And so I wouldn't take them as a unit of three. I would take them as a reinforced unit as three. They didn't do very much for me, but as a reinforced unit, they're amazing. Yeah, I probably agree. Like if I'm if I'm going to take them, I'm taking them as a block mm -hmm. of six. But yeah. the great thing as well is you've got so much options to twi twist and manipulate the list. Like I really like judicators with crossbows because to get rid of the, the again, the zombies, the squigs, the, yeah. all the hordes, you need volume. And I found that that unit of 10 judicators just like clear or even five. Yes. Put Holy Command on and that'll delete so many units. Yeah. Um like there's so many good choices. It's just like, what's your play style? Like you could include the uh, is it the, the Knight Judicator with the bow uh, to get some of those Antorian locuses off the board. Like there's so many things you can do with this list, which I, I do. There are. And I'm just having so much fun with it. 
And I'm so excited to put Ionis in there. Like that's, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. I have some final questions and then I have to okay. log on to work. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So uh, they're all like aspirational ones, by the way. So they're not they're not hard ones. So um, Memi asking, do you think we'll ever get faction terrain? Um, that is, there's not just the corners of the board. So uh, do you think we'll ever get faction terrain uh, as a Stormcast army? I don't know. It, it would be nice if we did, because, again, I feel that a lot of other armies have so many options with terrain or, you know, they have terrain, factional terrain that they can bring on, but we don't. So I think it would be great if we did. I don't think you will. I don't think we will, but I think it would be great if we did. Of course. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't up to this point. Of course. Also giving uh, dragons like a hundred point points reduction would be great too, but that's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. No, Agreed. I can't say that. I think with Stormcast coming from the sky, coming from Azir, it just doesn't fit the narrative, so I can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I can't see it happening. The other question from Mimi, and um, she knows what I feel about this, is um, can we all finally agree Vigilors are great and more people need to take them? So uh, I don't like Vigilors. Um, I just I see the value in them. I agree with you. And I have to say that I did play them for quite a long time. And, you know, I would drop them in nine inches out. And I'm thinking, why am I using Vigilers for that? And yes, they shoot. They're okay. But no. <laughs> it's I, a good I, didn't, I can do a lot more for that many points. And in order to make them battle line, you have to um, use Knight Judicator as the general that's my argument as a war scroll vigilors are neat yes am i taking them over a unit of judicators no no i'd rather just spend the command point i'd rather yes. just find the plus one to hit somewhere yes. i don't know just I, I don't see the value i, I don't either i agree I'm i i'm sorry yeah. sorry <laughs> I mean, I wish I, had, I wish I had a shining light. I could use my my Lord Encantor light to shine on Vigilors, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Yes. Um, with a new Stormcast book, this is coming from um, uh, Kaltsu. Um, with a new Stormcast book coming up, we assume there's going to be a new a new Stormcast book because you're you're now on you're you're the oldest book with uh, with Oryx. Um, what do you think needs more love or the biggest workovers? So like with War Scrolls, Allegiance abilities, is there anything that you think is like just out of out of date and needs to be fixed? I think they really need to look at our points for the value of what you get for the points. Stormcast is very expensive and it would be really good if we had some more options. Like even when you look at the Armies of Renown, like it would be nice to have some of those abilities and not be in the army of renown. So that would be those, that would be what I would like to see in the next book is just looking at some of the war scrolls and just optimizing them and making them a little better or reducing some more points. I think for me and my experience playing with gloom spike gets is 
old Gloom's gates were so keyword locked that it forced you down one particular build. You would be mostly squigs, mostly trogs, that now you see real synergies through diversity. So you will see armies with trogs, with squigs, or spiders, or grots, and you, you start to see these soup armies, quote unquote, and I'd love to see more of that unlocked because I mentioned I earlier in the sub factions, I don't play paladins. I don't play I don't play particular builds. So for me, that shuts off literally a whole sub faction. It shuts down certain heroes right. because they're too restricted. Yeah. If they if they want to go down that route, treat them like space marines and go, right, here is a pure build around paladins and mm -hmm. and double down on it give them artifacts command traits heroes that are paladins like just go hard right or, just don't, or don't do it yep that's that's what i think not that i want space marines but it's more like just the keywords just stop you from doing certain things uh okay last question roma is um I'm looking forward to this one because I don't know if you've seen the video game that's coming out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I think it's called Ruins of Power or uh, Realms of Ruin or something. But the Stormcast have had a redesign in the video game and Liberators are looking like Thunderstrike Liberators. Oh. So um, it looks like and people are, are, are connecting dots that maybe there is going to be a model revamp, you know. Do, do we see old cast be turned into Thunderstrike? Do we see things like the Vindicators and Liberators merge into one scroll but with different builds? Um, That's what, what, do you, what do you think might happen there with this whole Thunderstrike versus first edition aesthetics? Do you, do you see or predict anything? I think that they need more units, maybe revamping some of the older units to be Thunderstrike. That would be amazing. And I I didn't know about the game, but um, it would be nice to see some updated looks of some of the of some of the armies, like the units. It's funny because people there are some people who really love their old. Um, they love their old old cast, and that's really cool. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 I, don't, I don't want to take that away from people because, yeah. like, that's their whole army. But then at the same time, um, the the book is really bloated. Yeah, but you know what though? I've only been playing for just under a year, and for me, everything is so new, and so I'm still appreciating what they look like, and I just. I don't feel that they would need to change for me to be happy with the war scrolls and the book and everything else. So, um, but by the way, here's, any, here's, a, here's the picture, by the way, there's the liberator from the video game in, as you can see, you know, Thunderstrike. Oh, I can't see the picture. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well that's a bit weird. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Okay. I'm, just <laughs> I'm going to have to go look at it though. It's all right. Roma, if people wanted to hear more from you, um, where can they find you? Are you on Twitter, X? Are you on Discord? Are you in? I know you're in the Stormcast um, Facebook yes. group and you post quite actively. Yes. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me on that uh, Stormcast Facebook page. Um, you can find me on Under Dudes of Sigmar. 
and that's on Twitter as well. So yes, absolutely. I'm so excited if anyone wanted to reach out and chat, um, I'm good for that. Cool. Well, I highly recommend people go check out, subscribe on um, on whatever podcast platform you all prefer. Go check out Dudes of Sigma. I'll put the link down in the episode description. Um, do add it onto your rotation. And I hope you all had an interesting discussion and thought around the new um, uh, the long hunt. Uh, I'm curious to try dra a dragon list. Um, I think as I think about this more and more and more, and I do have eight dragons as well as the two bigs plus i've obviously now got my little my little friend uh, i am curious to give it a try but is it better <laughs> is it better than a hammers or a, a, a traditional build in any of the sub factions i am still undecided and i still need to see those spells and prayer laws unlocked mm -hmm. because i feel like i'm giving away too much like without them i'm giving away so much yeah I agree. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the video. I hope you found Roma's thoughts and um, ideas around Stormcast insightful. Uh, if you did, make sure to give us a like, um, leave a comment in the comment section. And um, if you are thinking about buying new Ionis and the Stormdrake and the box and all that stuff and you haven't already bought it, uh, like I mentioned, Warpfire Minis in the US and as well as Element Games. Uh, affiliate links are in the episode description as well. Um, support the channel, really appreciate it. But uh, Roma, thank you for your time. And um, I look forward to seeing all the comments and seeing how people are thinking about their dragons. Um, I want to see them back on the table. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. Now, if you did, I would love it if you press like on the video, as well as left me a comment with your thoughts. The conversation will continue over on Discord, and the link is down below in the episode description. I also want to give a massive shout out to the AOS Coach patrons and YouTube members who are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you are all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a double one on a spellcast.